welcome back to It's a Musical Podcast, the podcast show where I force my boyfriend to watch musicals he really should have seen by now, and then we talk about them. Why do I have to be the boyfriend? <laughs> you should be excited. I don't want to be the boyfriend. Yes, you do. This week, we are finally watching High School Musical. This has been the bane of our relationship since we started dating. Danny has refused to watch High School Musical with me. I just don't have any interest in it. Like, to be completely candid, <laughs> it just seems so juvenile. Yes, it's High School Musical. Yeah. This came out when I think I was 15 or 16 originally, so I was totally past the point of like caring about this style anyway mm -hmm. you know like decoms weren't for me i was i was past being the target audience and i remember that i used to go on on i don't even know what the website was but they had like secret cards have you ever seen the music video to dirty little secret by all american rejects yeah where they hold up secrets and they have like a confession, like confession cards. Right, like the t-shirts in Glee. Yeah, but this is before that. Yeah. And I remember that I used to just look at this board and they had these confession cards where people would anonymously reveal things about themselves. And the, the, the confessions that seemed to be really rampant at the time were people who were like, I know I really shouldn't like High School Musical, but I do. Yeah. And that didn't make you want to go and watch it? Yes, it did. So when it finally premiered over here on the Disney Channel in the UK, I watched it for five minutes and realised it was insufferable and not for me. <laughs> Which you've never heard that story before. I've been saving it for oh this. I have tried to watch High School Musical. Alone. It's just not for me. Sure. I just found after five minutes of cheesy acting of like nonsense american teenage drama mm -hmm. i just i didn't want to and i was excited i was hyped for it like those these confession things i loved them mm -hmm. i've used them so many times in actual drama pieces you know as a as an actor and as a director i have used that as a as a trope yeah i think it's great you know, like, obviously the idea of Brechtian placards is cool anyway, but specifically for me was the confession, the secret inside of it. And for my A-level piece, we uh, did a version of Hippolytus, mm -hmm. the, the Greek uh, tragedy, and we modernised and we used those yeah. motifs. I love that idea, and I was so on board the high school musical hype train. <laughs> until I sat down and watched it and suddenly I understood these confessions of I should hate High School Musical mm -hmm. and yet so here we are <laughs> like and I think it doesn't help that as an adult I'm fully aware that you know the cast aren't even that fond of it are you kidding? The cast are obsessed with this. So I refer you to... I'm not talking about Zac Efron. Okay, but Zac Efron is the main character. So I'm supposed to buy into him as Troy Bolton, as the main character, right? Mm -hmm. And he says, I step back and look at myself and I still want to kick that guy's ass sometime. Like, F that guy. 
the fact that he can't stand by his performance. That's yeah, not making me want to watch it. He wasn't even their first choice because he's not the one I'm going to hear singing Actually, in this one. Actually, he was their first choice. So, in 2006, when this film was about to come out, I had never heard of it. And one of my best friends had figured out that he could get a free download of one of the songs to his phone via Bluetooth <laughs> download because that was the era that we were in. And he Bluetoothed it to me in our school blazer pockets as we walked to our next class. Yes. With the fear that if we got too far away from each other... You'd lose the connection. You'd lose the connection and I wouldn't get this Bluetooth song. How funny that you are risking losing this connection yet again for <laughs> High School Musical. And when I got home, I listened to this song on repeat and I was like, this film seems like it's going to be amazing. I was exactly the right age for High School Musical 11. when it came out. Yeah. And oh, that's so weird that I'm like, here I am. I've done my GCSEs. Yeah. And you're 11. And it's it's times like that that make the age difference between us very weird. It's only five years. And as adults, mm -hmm. as a 31 in two days mm -hmm. and a 25, 26 year old. How old am I? You're going to be, you are 26. Yes, I am. But you've only been 26 for like a month, two months at this point. Mm -hmm. So it's taking some use to. Uh, but yeah, like that seems like a more palatable yeah, age difference. Yeah, we have a, a, a real relationship now. Obviously, age difference. We would not have had a relationship. No, we wouldn't. Um, But this film like connected my year group at school. Everyone was obsessed yeah. with it. Everyone watched it. Even like the, you know, the cool kids in my year group who didn't normally talk to the rest of us, everyone was talking to each other about this film. And that was like incredible. Yeah. And I think, I think I really was just too old for this. Yeah. Because it's not got the nostalgia attached to it. So it, I think it was around the same time that I got back into Disney animated films, mm -hmm. but it wasn't the ones I'd skipped from when I got kind of too old and cynical about it, like Atlantis or Treasure Planet. Which we are going to watch. Yeah, but they weren't those ones. It was the I longed for Hercules, Mulan, mm -hmm. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Golden Age. <laughs> the Lion King. Yeah. You know, like these were the ones I longed for and I went back and I rewatched. I found our old VHSs. I found an old VHS <laughs> tape player. Yeah. You know, and I, I, we had the Disney Channel and I would watch these. Yeah. And I just started to reinvent and it was the nostalgia there that mm. got me back into it. So I think I was just too old for this. Like I'd been through high school, yeah. you know, or the equivalent. For me, it wasn't an exciting time period, you know, as one of the outsiders, as somebody who'd been bullied. It wasn't something fun. But I guess for you, who's about to look ahead to it, mm -hmm. it is more fun. I think, you know, when you don't enjoy your school process and you watch something like this for the first time, you don't gravitate towards it. So it's really interesting that you think that because some of the themes that are going to come up when we discuss this after we've watched it are going to be relevant. To yeah. Them without spoiling anything yeah. or saying anything. So in 2006, Disney... TV decided that they wanted to do a new decom and that they wanted Kenny Ortega back 
to direct. You want to know what the budget for High School Musical was? Probably like five million. Yeah, four point two million. Yeah, and it's only going to go up as we get to the cinema release of High School Musical three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they filmed in an actual high school in yep. Utah, um, which is the one that they've filmed in for High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yes, because it is a real high school. Yes. And they left a bunch of the stuff there. Cool. So it's still there. Things like they built specific lockers for characters and just left them built into the school. And like display cases and stuff. So the school probably benefited quite massively from it. The school still benefits massively for it. And it was released on January 20th, 2006. And it became the most commercially successful decom ever made. It had 7.7 million viewers on its premiere broadcast, which is the highest, one of the highest that yeah. it's ever had. Internationally, it was seen by, as of this year, as of now, it's been watched 225 million times. And it and is. It, and half of that is me. But this is it. Like, sometimes you have it where lightning just strikes. Yeah. You know, you captured lightning in a bottle with this. Mm-hmm. And I think this is very much where the infancy of like streaming, do you know what I mean? Like being this tailored to a specific channel. Had High School Musical launched theatrically, we're not going to have this success. No. And obviously it built up because High School Musical 2 happens, that success Right, we're going to close off. We've got to have them graduate. So let's culminate the story. And of course, it's got the fan base here that you know. You can you can give it the budget. You can put it in cinemas and it will make that money. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's important because, you know, we obviously live in 2021 where you've got, you know, hundreds of streaming platforms out there. I'm obviously exaggerating, but you also have more Netflix original content put on day by day than you have established things and the same with disney you know and hbo max for instance that because high school musical has obviously been such a success you don't have to measure success by how much money it pulls in at a cinema Mm. it's actually more by views and 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 that metric instead so a lot of what happens in 2021 maybe doesn't happen without successes on the disney company's part Mm -hmm. with high school musical yeah it had a lot of mixed reviews from critics i don't understand right so i i i think i say this quite often when we talk about this is that the kind of critics that review things like this are not the kind of critics that should be reviewing things like this but they, like I'm not saying they need somebody who is the target demographic to no. review it, but they need somebody who ha- who is willing to take into account and understand that this is a decom that they should know what a decom is. I know, but I think if you, but I think the difference is if you are an Empire magazine, for instance, you have a a fan base, you have a demographic, but you also have a responsibility to review as much as humanly possible, hmm. and you have to hold it to the same sounds you would anything else by your publication's standards. The issue is there's no point having somebody who very vocally hates musicals review a musical because they're never going to like it. Yes, but unfortunately that's the world we live in where anyone can be a critic of anything. But sometimes as well, staff-wise, 
you only have person A or person B mm. who can watch this, who can access this and write a review of this without their current workload. Yeah. And, you know, person B really detests musicals, but person A kind of detests musicals. You know, you might still be making those concessions, but it's consistency, I guess. And you're right. Maybe you just shouldn't cover this if you are not that way inclined. If you are not writing or talking for a publication that covers decoms, you shouldn't be promoting them anyway. Yeah. So it got very mixed reviews, obviously. A lot of reviewers were like, they wanted to tell a story. They did it. It's an interesting story. It's an interesting take on this concept. Well done. Like from an adult's perspective, that's a really nice review. But then we have my favorite quote. A schmaltzy little piece of obvious fluff that's directed in truly horrendous fashion, populated by cardboard characters who spit out simplistic platitudes and breathy pop tunes. That was really difficult to say. But that does seem like a fair assessment of what I would take it to be. It's almost like... I think at face value. Yeah. That sounds like... Somebody who watched a trailer and just judged yeah. on that. Yeah. Like, I would say that's my perception of this. And, mm. you know, you're going to touch on themes, but it's all going to work out. Because we're all in this together. Like... And okay, maybe there's going to be some substance beneath it, but it's all flashy style that maybe is going to pick up on some of these trends, but never really go in depth enough as it should. Hmm. And, you know, I think when you are an 11 year old watching this, you obviously that's what you, but as an 11 year old watching this, that's what you want. You don't want to go far too much into detail about bullying sucks or, you know, families are difficult. You just want to touch on it, but make it like it's glossed over the worst of it and focus on the good. That's kind of what you should for an 11-year-old. If this was an 18-year-old, you know, version of a musical, like, of course, it's going to be far different. You know, you're going to have more bowling for soup, high school never ends. Yeah. Well, so this has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 63% and Common Sense Media, four or five stars. So that's good. I'm going to ask because I will forget inevitably to ask when we do cover the later ones. Which of the three is better received on Rotten Tomatoes? Second one. The second one. Yeah, which also I think is the best one. Which of the three is the worst received? The third one. Really? Yeah. Okay. So the third one is the real jump the shark moment. That I don't think the issue is that they jump the shark. I think it's more that they like... they. This is how they wanted to close, so they wanted to call back to the other two and make a lot of references. Yeah. Which, in in hindsight, is fine. Mm-hmm. But when you're going to see the finale of a trilogy, yeah. isn't really what you... Like, imagine if the last Hunger Games book was all just her sitting, thinking about the other two. <laughs> Do you, you know? remember that time yeah. that, that you killed someone? You basically. Yeah. Fair. You know? Okay. What do you think is the plot of this film? Right, so you've got Troy's a basketball player and Vanessa mm-hmm. Ann Hudgens is a singer, but she's not popular. What is Vanessa Hudgens' character's name? Oh, I can't for the life of me remember. I used to know it. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to at least think I knew it. Okay. Based you... on, like, your mental image of the character, what do you, what would you name her? Something innocent and, like... <laughs> I, I, I used to know it and yeah. I can't... I can't... I can't 
remember it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got Zephron and Vanessa Hudgens. It sounds like Vanessa more than... Like, that's what I feel like. The name sounds like Vanessa. It ends in an A. See? But does it, it doesn't sound like Vanessa. You've got... Uh, the two popular kids who are very vacuous and like money and wealthy and oh my god look at me like legally blonde light and her sidekick yeah, okay you, you think that's their characters basically okay. they're going to be like the bullies and they're going to bring vanessa and hudgens down sure but they're also going to be involved in the drama society but they're going to think like they're better than everyone else and daddy's probably funding it sure you have <laughs> you have another basketball uh, player yeah who I can't remember his name either. I was going to ask you to guess. I want to say like Ricky, no. but like it's not. But you're talking about Corbin Blue. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You have who Corbin... I love, by the way. Yeah. Incredible musical theatre. You have yeah Corbin Blue, and he's probably going to be like the one who pushes Zephron to be like, it's okay for you to do like musicals as well. He's not going to be like a toxic jock. He's sure. not going to be jock sick. And be like, hey, the game is more important. He's probably going to be like, hey, if basketball isn't what's bringing you joy, go do, you know, your your musical. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's basically going to be Glee. Like, in terms of, you have Rachel Berry. Which is Troy? No, is Vanessa Ann Hudgens. Oh, right, okay. And then you have Finn, which is Troy. (laughs) And they're trying to coax Finn into the society. But then you have the Cheerios, which is Legally Blonde Light and whatever ever her sidekick is named sure. they're going to be like the cheerios bringing down rachel berry and then you've kind of got like i guess puck but like less of a bad boy and more like popular and like you know prom king but nice to everyone but probably yeah. yeah okay and yeah like he's gonna to have to choose between basketball and that but he's gonna realize he can do everything at the end of it and they're gonna break free together sure and the teacher was once in chorus line. Yeah, so we have Alison Reed. Clearly she didn't get it and now teaches high school. <laughs> Alison Reed as Miss Darvis, the yeah. best movie teacher, in my opinion. I love her. So we have quite... It, it's a really interesting cast for this because they have all been in Broadway shows. Before this or post this? Kind of both. Yeah. So we have uh, Corbin Blue, who is... In everything. I recognise the name. Yeah, he was in Holiday Inn. He was in Holiday Inn. On Broadway. We've got, obviously, Lucas Gabriel is the, what did you call her, Legally Blonde Legally Blonde Light, yeah, Legally Blonde Light's assistant. Yeah, Ashley Tisdale is Legally Blonde Light. Yes. She is an incredible performer. No, and I know the name, yeah, I know the name. Yeah, she had, like, a singing career and also has her own production company. She's great. Bart Johnson, who is... You're not going to know, but no. great performer. It's it's just really funny and really interesting to see who was in this. And then Vanessa Hudgens had a great Broadway career. She was brilliant in a lot of things that yeah. she was in. So I'm excited. Yeah. And, and Zac Efron can do whatever he wants. Well, I mean, Zac Efron, I think, is the biggest member of the cast. You yeah. Know, he's had the most meteoric rise. Absolutely. And I feel like he's done a really good job to break away to break free of High School Musical. Sure. Like, if you look at 17 again, which I like that film, I think it is a great film. Yeah. But it very much feels like you're capitalising on the fact that Zac Efron was in High School Musical. Like, he even has moments where he's, like, preaching abstinence because he's obviously his dad interacting with 
kids, you know, like or, oh yeah, he's okay. the he's the Sorry, dad in the plot. Of yeah, Disney. but it feels very much like that's my idea of High School Musical because like purity rings, like you know, Disney sells thing, no, but Disney sells purity, like you know, there's there's that. So it feels like he was still in Disney mode with Seventeen again. Yeah. But then you get to the Bad Neighbours, you get to Baywatch, you get to The Greatest Showman, where, like, he is a more seasoned performer. Yeah. You know, he's tackling more, I guess, comedic roles, mm-hmm. but also more defined roles, like, you know. One of my favourite things, though, with High School Musical is that, at least in the first one, they look like teenagers. Mm. You know, it's not like Seventeen again, where Zac Efron is too old to be playing that he's role. He's not as old as Michelle Trachtenberg is to be that no, role. No, but he's still too old to be playing a seventeen-year-old. But, yeah. but in this, he's supposed to be what, he looks sixteen. He looks young enough. He to looks be like in a baby. Role. How and everyone else does. I know of the controversy that he wasn't the first person to be Troy. They recorded with someone else, and mm-hmm. then. In came Zac Efron. So he is not on. If I was to put some of these songs on my playlist for yeah. the car, it's not him singing in the first So, one. Drew Seeley is a very, very talented, incredible performer. He actually played Prince Eric in the Broadway version of The Little Mermaid with Sierra Borges. Yes. Which is an awesome connection. But he recorded for the concept album of High School Musical yeah. because they wanted a tenor voice to sing this role and they wanted Troy to be able to hit some of the higher notes. So they recorded this, but they didn't want Drew Seeley for the role. That was never in question. He just recorded the concept yeah. album and he knew he wasn't getting this role. So they auditioned like 600 guys to play Troy they eventually picked Zac Efron. I believe he had been in something else before and they knew him via a Disney connection. Yeah. And they picked him for it. However, Zac Efron is not a tenor, which was an issue. And because the songs had been written for a tenor, they decided that they would have Zac Efron sing and then dub him over with Drew Seeley in parts. Okay. So parts of the songs cool. are Zac Efron and parts of it are Drew Seeley, except for Get Your Head in the Game and parts of Breaking Free, which yeah. are the highest bits. Cool. However, for the second, third one, it's all Zac Efron. Yeah, I know that. They all... wrote the songs for him. Because they knew who they had cast, mm-hmm. which is what you should do. Yeah. So I obviously know there is a stage production of this, yep. which presumably has come a few years after this. Disney do it with a lot of their licenses, but something as popular as this is, of course, going to make the translation. Mm-hmm. And Never went to Broadway was a touring show. Yeah, it's very much like a, a niche panto-esque one, I guess. Like, Yeah, it's a nice show to take on tour. People are going to go and see yeah, it. Yeah, it's not you one go. you're ever going to hold, but it's one that's got name value that you know as a touring show will mm-hmm. bring in money. Yeah. Obviously, we've got the spin-off for it. Yeah, so we have High School Musical, High School Musical 2, High School Musical 3 Senior Year. Yep. Then we have Sharpay's Fabulous That's it, Adventure. Sharpay. She's Legally Blonde Light. Yes, which is the uh, spin-off movie. And then High School Musical, the musical, the series. But we also got things like High School Musical Live, yes. which was a live concert version of it. We got High School Musical, the concert tour. High School Musical, the, the stage show. Because they didn't want to call it High School Musical, the musical. Yeah, which is fair. I You know, I guess... 
things like Glee probably aren't going to exist the way they do if not for this show. I cannot believe Glee never got the rights to cover a high school musical song. I guess at the time it was Fox and Fox and Disney were not good bedfellows. And obviously that's very different now, but... It's super interesting though. I bet if they could have, they would have done a high school musical episode. Yeah, undoubtedly. These are all original songs. We're Mm -hmm. not going to have any reprise of Disney songs I like. Nope. Being ruined. Nope. So that's okay. I'm excited to watch this. I love High School Musical. I think it's going to be a lot deeper than you think it is. I still just think it's going to be vacuous nonsense. Sure. Uh, I think (laughs) it's going to be hard-pressed to break that Mm mould. You know, I know some of the songs... And, you know, I've, I've told you that when I used to work at Cineworld, which is a cinema chain over here in the UK. Oh, they would play the song? Yeah, there was a period of time where you would have like a little trolley county that you take in screens that people who might just skip the queues could buy stuff from you there. So like bags of popcorn pre-done and they mm-hmm. needed like sweets, you know, drinks, etc. You'd have that, you'd sell it. You would stand, and, and this is around the time of Breaking Dawn Part 1. So 2011. Yeah. You'd stand in the screens and you know which screens are already going to be busy. So you'd prioritise them. And you'd stand for like five minutes or so. And if no one came in, you'd move on. But you'd always have the same songs start playing, you know, as a prelude to the trailer starting. You had three songs. Mm -hmm. You would have Mamma Mia, Honey Honey. Excellent. Which would then slowly fade out and then come into, we're breaking free. (laughs) And you'd then have, uh, I want to be like you from the uh, Jungle Book. Yeah. So I was already bored of the idea of Mama Mia with that song. And luckily that song is done and it's out of the way very quickly. We then move on and we have more fun. Mm -hmm. But breaking free is your big triumphant moment. And I'm just like, this song sucks. And I had that song... God knows how many times a day, mm-hmm. every day, for like seven months. Yeah. So you're going to love it. I think it's supposed you, you, the first time you heard me singing, you're like, how do you know that? And I'm like... It's mostly that you you really know the words. Yeah. Which is not often that Danny knows all the words to something. Because usually like, there's bits that you're like, I don't know this verse. But you know all the words to that And song. I know the melody and I know the high notes. And... Yeah. yeah. It's great. I'm so... so excited to watch this with you. This movie is so fundamental to my childhood. But... I just love the fact you are willing to risk me destroying well, so your this childhood. Is the thing. I don't think there's anything you could say that would ruin this for me. So this is going to be a good one. <sighs> Loyal listeners, I am going to try... Not to crush <laughs> Drew's childhood. I'm going to try to be nice about this one. Mm-hmm. Again, like last week, I'm going in with rock bottom expectations. And I came out with a few positive things to say about the 2019 Lion King. Yeah. And this is better than that. And this so. one isn't as like important to me. So already it's not fighting the same uphill battle. It's more of a gradual incline mm-hmm. of just like indifference. This is the line of indifference. Yeah it is. The musical. We will be back maybe very shortly.
me strength, strength to believe. We're breaking free, we're soaring, flying. There's not a star in heaven that we can't reach. If we're trying, yeah, we're breaking free. We're breaking free. And we are back. We are now all in this together. We have all seen High School Musical. Yes, we are about to return to the status quo. <laughs> Whoa, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> do what wanna... do you think? <laughs> what? Or how do you think this went? You hated every second of it. And I had a great time. I got to watch High School Musical, so I was happy. Yeah. I didn't really care. You had 19 minutes just bopping. I had a great time, And yeah. I had 19 minutes of... <sighs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, you know, I'm going to try for it not to be a character assassination of a musical you love. And, I'm gonna... <laughs> and you know, 80% of my personality. But... Yeah, I just... There's so much that I didn't like about it. Mm. So much. Okay. There's one highlight. There's one bit I enjoyed. Okay. And I've yet to give this one a star rating. I haven't. What a song? No, I haven't given this oh, like a right, star okay. rating yet. I haven't. I haven't marked currently. My little stars are all blank, which made me giggle when I was going over my notes because it looks like I've said zero out <laughs> no of five stars. stars. It might stay that way. Mm-hmm. It might not. It's one of those where I can't remember what show we watched, and I, it might have been Freaky Friday. I can't remember. Or maybe Legally Blonde. Maybe Legally Blonde. Yeah. Yes, it was Legally Blonde where mm-hmm. I actually added uh, some shading on my star diagram after talking to you because you made me appreciate it more. Yeah. So it's blank. Mm-hmm. It might lose stars. Yeah. It might lose stars for you <laughs> talking about it. I know we normally talk about this at the end, but who do you think I wanted to be? Sharpay. A hundred percent. Yeah. She's amazing. You wanted to be... She gets better in the second one, and then even better in the third one. And Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, while not as good as the rest of them, I do think there are going to be some points that I raise that you're going to be disappointed by because you don't view it that way. I think there are going to be points that you are, like, absolutely disagree with. Mm-hmm. And you might try and argue the points, but I don't think you can change my mind on them. Okay. I also think there may well be points that I raise that you are like, yeah, okay, I kind of see it your way now. Yeah. So. Okay. <sighs> also, question for you. I, we talk about this sometimes with musicals that we watch, especially ones with like an ensemble cast. Yes. Did you get everybody's names? Yes. Yeah. That's good. I got I the what I, well. Thing. I didn't get some of the names, and we'll talk about that as we go. I yeah. feel like I I could say I got the important people. So you got Troy, you got Gabriella, mm-hmm. you got Sharpay and Ryan. Yeah, who you, are twins. Yes, I gave them a nickname halfway through because I got bored of them, so I decided to redesign them. Okay. Uh, you've got Zeke. Yeah, who bakes. You have uh, Chad. Mm-hmm. You have. Tay- what did you name him? What did you say he was going to be called before? I, I can't remember. You, you get, oh, I can't remember what it was now. Whatever you named him when we were watching it, I was like, this film would be better if he was called that. If he wasn't called Chad. Chad's changed by 2021 20, like standards. Yeah. You have Taylor. 
Mm-hmm. You have Mr. Bolton. Coach Bolton, Coach. yeah. Troy's dad. I couldn't remember the drama teacher's name. Miss Darvis. Miss Darvis. <laughs> and I think that's everyone. Like, that's everyone that that's matters. That's everyone we need to know. And the piano girl. Oh, Kelsey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's everyone we kind of need yeah, to so know. Yeah, so I got the names, but mm-hmm. I, I gave them other names because, like, it just kept me going. <laughs> okay. You always do that. Yeah, but this was, like, this, um... this wasn't an affectionate thing, like, haha, I'm going to call Raul Edward Cullen. This no, was what a... was the one from Freaky Friday? Oh, McGuffin Mike. McGuffin Mike. <laughs> that would make a great t-shirt. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. I, I really think we need to make a McGuffin Mike t-shirt mm-hmm. and just, like... <laughs> People would think your name was Mike if you were wearing that. I know, but I think, like, there's so many t-shirt designs we've spoken about doing. But mm-hmm. There's some, like, we would love to do. And, you know, let us know your thoughts on this. Like, would you buy It's a Musical podcast merch? But yeah. I'd love to do a MacGuffin Mike t-shirt. But the mm-hmm. other one I really want to do, and I, there's, there's no way we'll ever, like, we could. But I would love to have a Who Would John Barrowman play? Yeah. You know, like, WWJBP. But, like... I don't think we could get away with that one. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I guess we're, we're just delaying the inevitable at this point, aren't we? You are, yeah. This has the most muted and generic and kind of bland opening to a musical I have ever experienced. What, karaoke? Just like the whole, the opening vibe, like the really cheap clearly a miniature but not a great miniature of the ski lodge mm-hmm. and you know really plain text yeah what's really interesting and i don't think i've ever noticed it before is that the i think the font that's on the title when it appears is not the font that no, they it use isn't. anymore it isn't and it's one of those ones that it's like you can tell that this was seen as just a one and done decom produced kind of as cheaply as they could and had they known the phenomenon this was going to be, you know that they'd have spent more money on the graphics and that design. Mm-hmm. And like, I know that when we watch High School Musical 2 and High School Musical 3, that won't happen. I'm glad you're aware that we're watching. However, I really cannot think of a time where we have watched a musical that has this hype attached to it, that has that phenomena attached to it, that just looks so cheap when we start it. With the exception, with the exception of like the older ones, yeah, I guess. But even but... they have like greater openings than this. Sure. You know, the only exception I could think of that I would permit to have such a kind of awkward intro mm. would be very Potter musical because of the circumstances with which it was created and oh, sure. shown mm-hmm. for a Disney produced one and for like a fun musical to just look so bland and boring. But they didn't know what they were doing when they did But again, did this. even way, Disney producing this show. Yeah. For it to look so dull. And we learn everything we need to know about Gabriella and Troy straight away. Gabriella just wants to read. She is not interested in the New Year's Eve party. Mm-hmm. And Troy is playing basketball. And Dad Coach is very enthusiastic. And I very quickly learned that this is just Greece. They're going to meet and they're going to interact at New Year's, but they'll never see each other again because their paths are going on a separate way. Yeah. Until she shows up at school. 
I knew she would be the one that would be going to this school. I didn't, there was never any sense of like, he's going to a new school. I don't know why. It was just clear that she was the one that was going to be going to a new school. Yeah. Well, he seems, I think in that opening scene, he does a lot of interacting with the people there. Mm -hmm. Even though we're at a ski lodge, they're obviously on holiday and they don't know any of these people, but he's still interacting with people. He's talking to the other people at the party, whereas she's, the fair, like very obvious ingenue who doesn't know anybody here, kind of thing, and they yeah. set that up, I think. Yeah, like well. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a quick, simple introduction to these characters and you know everything about them mm-hmm. that the world wants you to know about them at this point. Yeah, there's clearly more to them, mm-hmm. which we will learn in a moment. And yeah, I've got to say, nice simple storytelling here. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not wasting any time. They are both chosen by the lights to sing. Yep. He's bold, she's not. And yet she stays on the stage. Yeah, but I think Vanessa Ann Hudgens does a really good job of this, that she does look quite shy and nervous with this performance. Mm. When did she stop being Vanessa Ann Hudgens, do you know? No idea. I've always known her as Vanessa Ann Hudgens. She's just Vanessa Hudgens. Perhaps it's her grown-up vibe. Maybe. I don't know. They're both very young. And was this one of the first ones that really popularised the idea that your leading man and leading lady had to date coming out of something? Because were her and Zephron together? Yeah, so they dated during the making of this and it was their off-screen chemistry that got them the Yeah, roles. but like, it's one of those things that then got really popularised by, you know, Twilight, you know, and loads of these films and tv shows where your main characters work together but they're now also going to be in a relationship because art imitates life i think if you put teenagers in any kind of situation especially one where it's like their first moment in the limelight and everyone's being like "Ooh, do they fancy each mm. other you would start to be like do i fancy but how much him? of that as well is disney manufacturing this for like oh, their disney audience owns their souls. yeah 100 well not anymore they don't, but at this point yeah yeah <laughs> We love you, Disney. Sponsor us. So we go to the start of something new. Yeah. And it's a weird choice for the first song because this feels very much like a mid-act two song. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a... I just It's not got the energy that you want from our opening to this world. The music in this film is super interesting because if you look at the songs that we have, there are maybe three of them that aren't, that are like actual musical songs, right? So this is a, they're singing karaoke. Yes. And it's supposed to be a real world song. Mm -hmm. But in terms of this is the song to start this world. Yeah. It feels very weird. Mm -hmm. I I don't think the the songs ever get going. I don't think the songs ever get the energy or the momentum that I would want from a musical. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, this is a, a fine song for the story. And yeah. I guess it has to go here because the karaoke scene can't go somewhere else. Yeah. It just, it's a weird song. Like, unless you did this whole sequence as a flashback. Yeah. There isn't, in Greece, there isn't a song right at the beginning, is it? Is there mm. when they're on the beach together? No, there isn't. But we start with you get the hype. Yeah, and I know what you mean. 
I'm just trying to think of examples of flashback scenes. Not not just flashback scenes, but like precursor scenes where the lovers meet and then like later on they'll meet again. Where there is like yeah. a big opening. And I don't think there is. That doesn't no. tend to happen. No, but you're just... right, there isn't a big moment. It should be this and then the big school song. But what I think is this song just maybe needs to be a little bit bigger as well. Like more energy to this song. It can start slow. Like Waitress starts fairly slow with sugar, sugar, butter, Mm -hmm. sugar, butter, flour. And then we get the opening opening up. up. Yeah. But it it starts, but that song build is not two separate songs. If this song Mm -hmm. started slow and then built as, as Gabriella got hyped... Yeah. It's okay. He's into her voice. He's intrigued by her. But you can tell he's miming as well. Like, some of the filming of this is just a little bit off. Yeah, it's really weird. So some of the scenes... Obviously, this whole whole thing in the ski resort is filmed at a lodge. Like yes. a hotel place. Except for when him and the dad were playing basketball. That's filmed in the school. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just, like, teleported. Yeah, but it's like the ballet studio at the school or something. But so they actually took them to a place to do this. But it's just some weird early 2000s dubbing. Yeah, it is. It is what it is, though. Like, you know, yeah, it's a a decom. If this was a Disney theatrical release. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Like, if you look at the difference between this and Hocus Pocus. Yeah, that was also supposed to be a decom. I mean, it is a decom, but it premiered in theatres mm-hmm. because Bette Midler premieres in theatres yes. well she doesn't in 2021 or 2022 when Hocus Pocus 2 will be released well but you know what I mean like they they put a lot more effort into yeah. that just because they were like oh this is going to be in the cinema no yeah and that's that's fair we learn that Gabriella fainted when she took solos in church choir mm-hmm. so she doesn't perform and we learn that he's a shower singer it's it's very secretive I love that line Yes. He's like, yes, my shower head is very impressed. Yeah. I think that's a great, weird, little quippy joke. Yeah. They, I honestly thought it was going to build up to them kissing at New Year's. And I feel like... <laughs> Do you know how long it is before Disney lets them kiss on screen? Well, not it's in this long film. Time. Not in this film. But, you know, I, I, I wrote down they kiss and then I had to add a they don't. Because I honestly thought that's the way it was going. Well done. You know, you weren't predictable Subverted high school musical. And it's quite nice that he's the one who's more into her. Oh, I agree. I never thought about that. But like, Troy doesn't have the trajectory of a character that I thought he would. He's definitely not Danny Zuko where he's hiding his cool, you know, like, the... You know, he's, yeah, he's trying to maintain. Typical cool guy. Yeah, and mm. actually, I think I I will say this. I thought he'd be more arrogant and obnoxious, but I think he's the nicest, most wholesome character in this. Mm. And I Aww. really came out of it liking Troy more than I ever thought I would. Okay. And that's really cool. I'm pleased that you said. You know, that. I was expecting him just to be kind of obnoxious, arrogant, mm-hmm. meathead jock. Sure. And. You know, very very Danny Zuko in the sense of, yes, he wants to I'm too to cool do... to really like a girl. Yeah, and I'm too cool to actually want to be in the musical. Mm-hmm. But he's actually quite open. And it's actually quite an encouraging view of the, like, masculinity here. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I want to do this because I want to do this. Yeah. And... He's know, like a proper soft boy. Yeah. And, like, he is more into her. And it's, it's okay for him to want to be more into her. Mm-hmm. You know... 
He gets her number. He's all excited. He's still talking to her. He doesn't even realise she's gone. I know. And, you know, I'm thinking, right, they're going to kiss. They don't kiss. What I can't excuse from Disney is those awful CGI fireworks. I can't excuse that from a company (laughs) that what's their firework budget. Like 10 grand. Just film one of the shows above Disney World. Yeah, they could have put anything You know, and just have that spliced in. There is no excuse from this company Mm -hmm. to have that. You know, that you can't defend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she she ditches him mid-sentence. She's rude. And then we learn it's set in Albuquerque. So I I start to get my hopes up that Walter White might be their science teacher. For all we know, he might be. We only ever meet two teachers at this school. Three teachers. um... Breaking Bad. Yeah, okay. He wears a hat. He does. Cool. Like, not from the start, but he wears a hat. Yeah. This is the thing, right? I sound like I know things when we're on this podcast. I think I come across as being quite a knowledgeable person. Yeah. But if you try and talk to me about anything other than musicals, yeah, like I'm I've got, useless. I've got the rest of the, the media knowledge. Yeah. You just have musicals. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we never actually meet any of the other teachers. We see three teachers maybe in this, plus the head teacher. We see the maths. No. What is she a teacher? Is it physics? Oh yeah, we see okay, we see Physics four teacher, teachers. Drama teacher. Basketball coach Dad who coach. I guess teaches gym, maybe. Yeah. Head teacher. Who else are you thinking of? We see the uh shop teacher. Oh wood shop, yeah. yeah. Cool. It's gonna be a happy wildcat year, apparently, as Troy will lead them to infinity and beyond. What a great line. <laughs> A well, line that you'd never I, even notice. It's that, that great. <laughs> like, why not? It just it it feels so forced. It it doesn't feel like a genuine like line that people would say. It's like a we look at the audience and a wink. Like, huh, that's something you'd rather be watching. No, I wouldn't actually. If our children had to make us choose between watching this on repeat or Toy Story, I will happily watch Toy Story on repeat. I would happily watch this. Okay, well, you will be doing the babysitting then. (laughs) Yes, I will. (laughs) At this point, the world is still really generic. Even the school just looks bland and boring. There is nothing fun about this yet. It's a school. What do you want? It's a musical. But it's not. But at this point. it's a musical. There's just nothing fun about this. If you're going to sell something as a musical, you need to have the element of fun. This isn't, you know, L- Little Mermaid 3, where Triton's banned music because his wife died. Like <laughs> I love that you can reference that. That's hilarious. I've never even seen it. I just read the blurb once and thought, God, that's awful. That's but this, bad. I just... You know, you don't have to have diegetic sound. It's mm. a musical. Like, you can still show this This world is, is like, monotonous through music. There's so many moments in this film where it would be better served as a musical. And they just don't. They just do a generic, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just... Yeah, so this is the era of the Hannah Montana interlude music, which is Mm. a a big thing that... It's kind of a phase that Disney went through of not really wanting to write, like, like a score for a show. Yeah. And just putting in a little bit of inter-scene music. And it sucks. And I'll talk about a few of the moments where I felt that it would be better served to have a song. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it just, at the, the, there's nothing fun about school. Like, you don't get the sense that they're actually, like, friends with each other as well at this point. There's no real camaraderie. There's no school spirit. They're leading up to, like, the big game. And there's no school spirit. And saying that, there's this great moment where as they're walking into the school and they're talking about, like, you're going to lead us to infinity and beyond. And they're, like, we're focusing on Troy and Jer. There's somebody in the background goes, I love you, Troy. <laughs> it's the, great. It's, it's all the enthusiasm of a brick. I, I love, love you, it. Troy. I love it. And it's a guy, too. Yeah. Their drama teacher has a throne, but doesn't know the difference between basketball and hockey because clearly we're just going to go for stereotypes. Oh my God. Miss Darvis's classroom is one of my favourite things about this film because it's it's not the drama room, right? Mm. She has the theatre for drama class. Yes. So this classroom is just the homeroom that she runs, which means at some point she got someone to build her a tiny stage in this classroom and she took her throne there and her coffee table and decided that this was where she is going to do homeroom from. That is incredible. Mm. I love that she has a paint bucket to collect phones in. I think that's a brilliant idea. Like, that's oh, it's cool. I think it's cool. I just mm. like thinking deeper into things like that. She is so such a bad teacher. And she's just, I just can't stand her. Okay. I really actively dislike her. You know, the whole <laughs> basketball, she doesn't know basketball thing, right? Like, I don't know anything about basketball. No, but she calls it hockey. She's not that stupid. I think she's making fun of them. I don't think she is. The way she delivers it is with full sincerity. Okay. It's not like a, a, a wink to the audience or anything like that. It is delivered like she just doesn't know anything about this world. Her, you know, you can't be that character and not know anything about this school. You know? Yeah, okay. I, I agree that in a school that cares so much about their basketball team, which in the second one we will learn what they do when it's not basketball season, yeah. which is hilarious. But she she would have picked up on some of this lingo, yeah. you know? You know, she just she deliberately is in her own world. She doesn't care about anything that isn't hers. And even that she can't do right or well. But so does the basketball coach. But at least the basketball coach has success and also has nurtured talent. She's clearly not done that. She has. With two students. Oh my God. With two students. And Kelsey. Okay. And Kelsey, who probably is more the music teacher as opposed to the drama teacher. There is a music teacher. Exactly. But there will be be an outside influence. Kelsey's the music teacher. Right? (laughs) We'll get to that. She hasn't nurtured any talent. All the phones go off, so they're all in detention. Yeah, and the phones play start of something new. Yeah. That's Gabrielle's the ringtone. And that's kind of, yeah, like, okay. Adorable. And yeah, it's still Greece. Troy doesn't want his friends to know about his soft, sensitive side, I'm thinking, at this point, because he doesn't... Oh, he hangs back to try and talk to her. Yeah, yeah. but he doesn't admit to how he knows her. Sharpie signs up for drama. And Sharpie? She... Yeah. Because <laughs> she's a Sharpie. Yeah, she's Sharpie and he's Biro. <laughs> Sharpie and Biro. Oh, I'll leave Ryan alone. He's my favourite character. Sharpie signs up for drama and she sizes up Gabrielle and she's just insufferable. She is too much, right? And if you look at yourself as a 15-year-old, I think everyone was too much no, when they were exactly. Like, she's... Yeah. However, there is... <laughs> I'm sure everyone who likes High School Musical has seen by now. There's this whole sort of movement thing where if you look at just the Sharpay stuff and Ryan stuff on its own, 
and you look at it from their perspective, they, in their sophomore year of high school, which is the second one, are the head of a drama club that includes seniors in it. That's amazing on its own. They also put more time and effort into it than anybody else does, clearly, to the point that they're at every single set building thing. They're there painting. They're there helping make costumes, which does not go along with their characters at all. No, there's no real good character integrity to these two. And, well, so we get more of them, obviously, as the time goes on. And so... The new girl shows up, and in the worst way she possibly could, Sharpay is like, we'd love to have you in the drama club, you won't be a lead, though. And I understand paying your dues. Yeah. I get that. But, you know, that's not a great way for her to try and get this girl to join. No, like, I get that this is her character. She is supposed to be this insufferable nightmare. They literally call her an ice princess. I I feel like they have the legitimacy of Jesse and James when it comes to being villains, that, like... yeah. You they're know, not actually villains. No, but like they're built as villains, but then you have weird moments where you haven't thought about, oh, hey, they're doing this, and actually, like, that's a good thing. Like you say, they're building sets. Yeah. And in that way, they, in the second and third ones, reflect upon that and make yeah. changes to their characters to, to fit that storyline. Yeah. Also, Ryan is canonically gay. Is he? Mm-hmm. Cool. It doesn't work. So, it's a whole thing. Disney sh- hate it. Chad references that LeBron, James, and Shaquille O'Neal would never have done shows. And actually, I think they would have. They're both very theatrical. Michael Jordan was a cheerleader. Yeah. like, And you look at the fact that, you know, Shaquille O'Neal has showed up in wrestling. He recently wrestled a match. You know, like, that's very theatrical. And LeBron James is going to be Space Jam 2, which has been very popular in the news recently. Like, they would 100% have done shows. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of athletes that dance. Yeah. You know, Rio Ferdinand, you, yeah. who is a former footballer over here in the UK, former England footballer, Man United player, did ballet. Yeah, and that, that's that whole plot line in Greece where they make the, the football guys go and join the glee club is because, actually, ballet fitness is a lot more difficult than... Yeah. Football fitness and making footballers take ballet classes is really well, good. This for is them. and the coordination and everything. Mm-hmm. Like it's really good. So yeah, hundred percent. Chad hasn't done his research. Here he is. Like I know everything about my sport. Yeah. Guarantee you don't. Um, no, weirdly, Chad is the Danny Zuko character in this. Yeah, I thought he'd be nicer than he actually is. He's he's sort of set up to be, I guess, Kaniki. Mm. But he comes across way more Danny Zuko than that. Yeah, but he's just like. Oddly ill-informed and, like... Basic? Yeah, yeah. there's no nothing. Corbin Blue is good. Also gets better in this. Yeah. Get your head in the game. You know... This is great. <sighs> this... The use of, like, actual noise to make a song... Yeah, like, that. Great. that is the only good thing about this song. You know, Aww. and some of the choreography with, the like, the basketball dribbling, but the actual, like, singing was too, like, auto tuny for me. But his head's in the game and his heart's in the song. Mm. So Zephron is trying <laughs> to say, like, I'm going to audition for extra credit. Uh, but then is more concerned by his street cred, which is nice. You know, I'm more negative. But in hindsight, actually, it's really good. He's trying to step out of the status quo. and But he is just oppressed by his friends. Mm-hmm. 
And they're awful basketball players. How they've got this far, I will never know because there are so they have many. One team to play, but there are so many like infractions of the rules. Like there are so many occasions. Oh, yeah, where, you said this. Yeah, they're like double it. dribbling, and it just like I don't know what that means. Basically, in basketball, you were when you first get the ball, you are allowed to dribble it. So you bounce, yeah. Bounce it. However, if you stop and hold it with both hands, you can't then continue dribbling it. You have to pass it. You can pivot, which one foot on the floor and like back and forth. Ball, yeah. But you, yeah. But you can't then start dribbling it again. They keep doing that repeatedly. Now, I get it's choreography and I'm just being a Grinch because I'm looking for anything to fault High School Musical. But these are I mean, proper fairness, basketball players that would be so against their instinct. It was choreographed in part by Kenny Ortega. Who I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say probably doesn't know a whole lot about no, basketball. But the fact that then Troy references the rules of basketball later on and fouls and double dribbles when he's flirting with Gabriella. Oh, traveling, yeah. Like they're aware of it. They okay. shouldn't be doing this. It's bad. But the choreography with the basketball is is fun, but this song's just flat, like it just feels one note and dull. It doesn't ever like escalate, it just stays the same level. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no like peak to the song, which you have with Breaking Free. You kind of don't have the same heights with Status Quo, but it just is instead of being up and then kind of back to the normal, it's just the same. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, I've not had a song that's really, really excited me. Though, because this is arguably his I Want song, right? Yeah. If we look at the trajectory of the song and mm-hmm. where it's placed. And he's talking about what he wants in it. So, like, fine, this is the I Want song. It's really interesting to have an I Want song with a chorus yeah. of other players who are telling him not to go for what he wants. Yeah. Like, I think that's super interesting storytelling. Yeah. Sharpie Holmes figures out Troy and Gabriella know each other. Oh, right. Okay, sure. And I the... keep trying to figure out who you mean when you say this. Oh, come on. Sharpie is <laughs> so easy. My brain isn't this quick. We've been at work all week. The maths teacher or chemistry teacher has pregnancy brain and gets the algebra physics. wrong. It's such a weird thing that, like, this teacher is like, your, your answer's wrong. How do you figure that? And then she explains and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm wrong. Great. Do you know what? No, it's, Credit... so it isn't the answer that's wrong. Yeah. That's what she's it's saying. The work, it's yeah. the it's the equation that goes with the other one to get this correct yeah. answer. It has to not be wrong. However, credit to this teacher for admitting they were wrong. Mm-hmm. That's something that like I've always said, like when I have new teachers come in and observe me, is mm-hmm. it's like, don't be afraid to admit you were wrong. If anything, I think that kids will respect that more because you're not like a droid yeah there's no point arguing that you're right just because you're an adult yeah i always say as well like if you don't know the answer i'm more than happy to say i don't know that i'll find it out for you Mm -hmm. you know and credit to this like for no other reason than they just cast a pregnant actress but like yeah credit to this this teacher for just being like oh yeah i was wrong well done Mm mm-hmm why is she pregnant? No idea. But <laughs> not she's not relevant. Just, yeah, she's she, she is so pregnant. And she never shows up again. Mm-mm. That's what's so weird. Like, cool, you cast a pregnant woman. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, it's just she's it's just, just there. Like, We're not, it's not discussed. I and kind she's of never in it again. To go somewhere. It's like she's she's there. She doesn't even show up at the end nope. for We're All in This Together. She's just not in it again. She's do you know what? I don't I didn't look for her, but I don't think she's even at the 
scholastic decathlon. No, she's probably giving birth at this point. Yeah, she's just, she's literally she's, about to go on maternity. She's working right up until, like, to get maximum pops, maternity. Yeah. Sharpie okay. and Biro are cautious of Troy, looking at the audition list. They're on I think edge. that's fair enough, especially considering Troy has just given his excuse to Chad as, oh, I thought it would be a laugh. Yeah, but they don't know that. No, they don't, but I feel like you would assume that anyway. They're just scared of competition more than anything else. But they don't have any competition. So, right, here's my issue with this. Troy and Gabriella are very good singers. Mm -hmm. They are pop singers. Ryan and Chope are musical singers, and they are musical like performers, and they are good at it. I just... The thing that bugs me about it is they are so keen on this society. And yes, obviously they want the main roles. I understand that. Mm -hmm. However, the thing I've never understood with with characters like that when it comes to drama clubs and societies is surely they just want to put on the best darn show they can. And like if that means they've got two really talented people in Troy and Gabriella, great, that's nurture. Well, she does say that at the end. At the end. So here's my other thing. Is that, so we establish later on that in this fictional school world, everybody has one thing that they can do. And you give your whole soul to that thing. So Ryan and Chope have given their whole entire school lives to theatre. Troy and Chad have given everything to basketball. Taylor's giving everything to, I guess, maths. Like, whatever that is. She she wants to study political science later on. Sciences. Everybody at this school can do one thing. So having somebody, if that's the world that you're used to, having somebody be like, I want to split my time between this thing and drama, you would be like, that's not okay. If that's the culture that you're being taught in. But the issue I have with it is you've got characters that should really want, like, their drama world to go really well, who are doing everything they can to actively sabotage it and set themselves back. Surely they would know they want as big an audience as possible to showcase their skills. Hmm. Because currently they're getting maybe six or seven people in that auditorium. But if they get Troy Bolton... That's going to be packed. The fact that later on, when the audition happens and Mrs. Garbage is like, oh, hey, what's going on here? She's never seen that auditorium filled voluntarily. Right. So surely, Sharpay and Ryan, yes, they want the leads, but they should also think, hey, if Troy's here, everyone's going to watch us and we'll be even better yeah, we get some really and good character development. Why I can't like ever give a damn about their characters or Miss Jubris because I just that they're, they're not. I, I, and I'm going to keep saying yeah, it, but I, there's like the second and third ones. Okay, but I we're think not judging a, the second and third ones. We are judging this. I know, but it's a really good example of a director looking at what they yeah. made and being like here's how we improve on this yeah and that is fair but i have to judge this at the yes, moment I know, I know, by this I know. by this metric i'm gonna you know, st- like, i'm gonna try and stop saying it because it's like they keep saying on project runway one day you're in and the next day you're out they're not sure. judging this on 12 weeks worth of competition they're judging it on what's in front of them that's mm. what i'm judging it on so taylor wants gabriella part of her club oh do you want to know something awful sure this is Obviously an issue in the film industry just in general, but 
the actress who played Taylor yes. did not have a hairstylist because they didn't have a hairstylist on set who knew how to style black hair. And so she did her own hair. But because she was doing her own hair, she decided with the costume department that they were going to make headbands a part of her character yeah. to cover up the roots of her hair. Mm -hmm. So she wears a headband in every single scene. Bless her. The only one where you can see her roots is she yeah. wears like a thin pencil hair. Like especially because you're like quite a young mm -hmm. actor at that point in time. That's Awful. really horrible. And she was definitely not in a position where she could just go and ask for a stylist, no. which sucks. There's a lot that's been coming out recently about things like that. And it just mm. upsets me to hear that young people have had to go through that. Yeah. You know, we, we joked about how, you know, the safety of things like if Annie... You know, in the 1970s version of Annie was made today, there's going to be a lot of differences. Yeah. But it's such a shame to think that we might have been wrong, that, mm -hmm. you know, younger performers maybe haven't had the mental uh, support that they needed. Because that's yeah. quite horrible just to be yeah. like, that's that. I mean, that is racism, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's you know workplace. It is. It's exactly that we're not going to cater to you because of the colour of your skin. So do it yourself. Like, mm -hmm. that is racism and that's horrible. Yeah. And it, I'm... I think it's really good that she's come forward and talked about it. Oh, and it, yeah. it was amongst a whole other group of actresses who were also talking about the same topic. Yeah. But I think it is important to note this, that that happened. Yeah, no, that is. and Because I love this musical. I think this film is great. But knowing that that happened definitely soured me towards the way that her character is styled. Yeah. I mean, this. I tell you what, credit to her because... She she's doesn't. Great. I she, like but she doesn't look out of place. No. You know, like she's clearly very talented, and mm -hmm. you know the fact she had to go above and beyond when everyone else got special treatment, or well, not yeah. even special treatment, just professional treatment. Mm -hmm. You know, and the fact that she's still you you wouldn't look at it like you know imagine it as a drama production at school where you've maybe got that one family who can't afford a, a nice costume, you know, and you you've got ten really good costumes and one just you homemade. Know. Yeah. Exactly. It never looks like that so if she's had to do it all herself like mm -hmm. amazing i will say and this is the last time i'm going to say it in the next two her hair is professionally done cool which good should think so yeah coach dad wants troy and chad <laughs> and it doesn't give them long enough to answer when he says i'm not going to say this it again. literally there may not be an i in team but there is a troy and chad because like this team is nothing without them apparently well they're the Captain and yeah, but it's what do you nice call to assistant captain. Probably the assistant captain. I don't know. Okay. But like, it's assistant. nice to know that he's not even going to like focus on them because they're not important. Because yeah. clearly, two people make a team. Mm -hmm. and yeah, they're in detention. Yes, so he goes and he has a right go at the drama teacher. How dare you take them? You know, I need them. And she's <laughs> like, "Well, actually, they need to follow the rules." Fair. They One should. of my favourite lines in this whole film is when he starts, he's walking down the aisle towards them. He's like, what the heck are those two doing in a tree? It's great. And Incredible. we go to what the head teacher's office. What do we need the office? tree for? Do you, did you, sorry to interrupt you. Do you know what musical they were doing? They never say. They do. Do they? Yes. It's Romeo and Juliet, but it's called Twinkle Town and it's reworked. Oh, I did hear Twinkle Town, yeah. Yeah, it's Romeo and Juliet set in LA in modern day. So, so it's La La Land. What's the tree for? I guess the garden, maybe, for him to climb? Maybe. 
I want I to know. know more about this musical that they're doing because I'm interested. Yeah. So they go to the head teacher's office and they've been having this argument since day one. Mm-hmm. And she needs to accept that sports go over everything else. And he's like, you know, we tried to treat them equally, but, you know, everything is important, but sports. And he cuts to talking to the to coach dad and is like, so how is the team getting on? She's not wrong. It's, no, nobody she's... would be asking for special treatment for drama kids no, in this school. But this is why it... This is why her choices as a character really bug me because she should be jumping at the opportunity to be successful with it. Mm. And instead, she's just willing to let it die. Mm. You know, it is. I'm surprised any kids at this school are like interested in doing drama with her. Yeah. Because I wouldn't, I'm a drama teacher. I wouldn't want to do drama lessons with a teacher like that. I would be like, hey, I will find something else to model my lifestyle over. Yeah, I find it the whole thing so interesting because one of the people that inspires us a great deal is Musical Mash and his show Jim and Tomic, which yeah. you should go and listen to. It's also on all of the same stuff that we are. Um, he has a video on YouTube where he talks about what his drama program was like when he was at school. Yeah. And it was a big theatre program where mm. you would get like over 100 kids auditioning for a show. Yeah. So the teachers could cut kids in auditions which is so interesting to think about because obviously in the UK, at gener- at like normal schools that aren't theatre led, you you can't do that. You just take everybody that auditions. Well, so this is and it. Do what you can. I've 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 done that every single time I've cast a show. Everyone gets in, mm-hmm. and you know, yes, there'll be some who drop out because they they've maybe gone up to it because some you know a friend has auditioned and they've gone with them or they wanted a bigger role and they're not interested in it which fair enough or sometimes it's just a case of parents have made them do it it's not really for them and also fine but we always try and find a way to give everyone a role and and i love that you know when we've you know we did school of rock and we managed to flesh out a lot of extra characters you know and give you know nice little moments with a really nice ensemble yeah and I think it's important that you you do that where possible. But I think... So this is the one thing I would change about this movie. If they showed that they get hundreds of kids auditioning, I would be completely down with the way Miss Darvis deals with it. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a moment because we've got a few scenes before we get to the auditions. Mm -hmm. But um, I had a real issue with that and the representation. I knew you would. So the decathlon team is awful. They've never got past the first round. They're desperate for yeah. Gabriel, which fair, you know, like you've got somebody who really could make the difference. Mm. If you didn't know, Taylor was smart by now. When she refers to Troy as a subspecies, you certainly would. Yeah. Because only smart people speak in that manner. I knew people when I was a teenager who spoke like this. Yeah, because they think they're smarter than they actually are. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not... a front. Yeah. It's all up front. But I don't like it. It puts me off her instantly. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I think it's a it's a cheap way at developing her character to show she's smart. Why not have her be genuinely smart and nice? And maybe just the fact that she doesn't understand the um, hype around the basketball team because she's never actually... Talked to any of them. Talked to any of them. Not And not because, you know, she views them as subspecies, just because... She doesn't think she'd get on with them, so she never has. But why have her been mean about them? Yeah. It just instantly makes me dislike this character. 
and she gets my faith eventually, but mm-hmm. it put me off her for the longest time. I'm really surprised because you seem to be liking a lot of these characters. I like Troy. Yeah. Well, I thought you liked Gabriella as well. She's just fine, right? She's vanilla. She's very vanilla at this point. Mm-hmm. She hasn't really done anything to stand out. Yeah. She's she's a catalyst for change for Troy. MacGuffin Gabriella. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Troy wants to try something new, but he's scared about his what his friends might think, and that's fine, you know. It's like so sad that he tries to talk to his dad about this. I know. It is, and like his dad's just like, hey, like, they all look up to you and you're a great basketball player, so let's play some ball. Yeah. And doesn't realise, like, the severe damage that he's doing to his child. Troy bails on coaching for homework and Chad's like, I think it's a workout session that they were Yeah, they call it coaching. Mm -hmm. So it's like him and Chad will coach the others because, like, there's a there's no I in team, but there is the two of them. Yep. <laughs> Troy is certainly no James Bond as he sneaks around the school. It's kind of great though. Oh god! Right, this is one of those moments. <laughs> this is one of those exact moments where I said this should be a musical sequence. Right? Imagine this, this is basically gotta keep one jump ahead of the bread yeah, line, okay, I know one skip ahead of the sword. I steal sword. only what I can't afford. <laughs> and that's everything. No, but this yeah, is... Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. This could be a really would, funny sequence. And it would make it better by having the music, as it looks like. It's just stupid. You know, he he's hiding from Chad. You see him, like, with his hand in his pocket, like, oh, no, Chad might turn around and see me. Oh, I'm going to hide behind this wall because Dad coaches this way and Dad coach walks up to the wall, turns, and Troy's disappeared. And he skips through homeroom and the mechanics teacher waves a spanner at him and says, oh, get out of here, you little rascal. Mm. You know, all of this to a backdrop of a song. Because none of these characters are speaking. Yeah, no, they didn't even put a song here in the stage version. It's just awful. Oh, no, none of these background characters are speaking because you have to pay them if they but speak. That's, but, but if you have a song <laughs> over top as Troy sings and he goes towards it, it doesn't matter. Mm. But you've got the transition music and none of these characters talking. They just look like dweebs. Mm-hmm. And it Troy loses cool points. Like, Troy looks less cool for this. Yeah. You know? I just... This should be... A song, the background characters, they're just so dull and lifeless. Yes. Why do all the theatre kids look like such losers and outcasts? This is just like stage fright. Because they're not theatre kids. Yeah, they're not in the theatre club. But why do we have to be having a whole sequence at their expense? No, I know what you mean. And I agree with you, this scene isn't what it should be. This scene doesn't get across what they're trying to actually convey, which is that... Miss Darbus is cutthroat and ruthless when it comes to the shows. Yeah, she's so cutthroat and ruthless, all she has is Sharpie and Byro. Yeah, (laughs) Byro. She hasn't fostered any talent. She hasn't fostered any enthusiasm in the drama programme. And the one she has, she will cut, even though that's all she has. Mm. I I just don't like this. If you're going to do the trope of bad auditions, at least show some really good auditions at the same time. Nativity does that fine, you know. Like their their oh, audition yeah. sequences mm-hmm. for for the, the the poor school and Mr Shakespeare's school. You have good, you have bad, but they're never done to make you feel like all of them are bad and we're laughing at everyone. You at least get to see some very talented performance. But all of these are just jokes. Yeah, it's 
So they've done it, obviously, to make Sharpay and Ryan look even better. They don't. They still look awful. But you're right. They've gone too hard on making everyone else look bad. Because I think if you let these people... Not even these characters. If you had some characters thrown in with these guys who were sort of moderately good. Yeah. Well, like, acceptable for high school theatre, you mm-hmm. know? And then you show Sharpay and Ryan who have not only choreographed their own dance routine, but learnt the song by heart and don't have to look at the sheet music like everyone else does, and also reorchestrated the song to show that they're invested in how this musical plays out yeah. because they've already done the research into what the p- plot of this musical is. Mm-hmm. That makes them look better. Yeah. But because they go so hard on making these guys look dumb... Chopin and Ryan come off as, well, I don't know what the word I want is, like, vain? Yeah. Like, they're head in the clouds. Mm. They literally, and, and you know, I'll be honest, I don't think they ever come across talented. I think they do. I, I really don't. I really, really don't. I, 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 I certainly wouldn't ever put them in contention for leads. I th- really? They're I, no, such better singers. I don't think they are. I really don't think they are. Because I think they're trying too hard. They're, not, they're, they're trying too hard to make it look effortless for them. But they're like so hammy and false and fake. But that's how you act in musicals. Not in any musicals that I've seen. Like not in the musicals that I enjoy. I really, I don't like them. And I, I just don't think they've... They've done a good job at making me want to be part of this school. And I thought that was supposed to be one of the appeals of this 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 film was you want to be part of the Wildcats. And if I, I just don't feel it. <laughs> I don't. She's an awful teacher who has no consideration for trying to inspire her kids. She's a caricature who constantly annoys me when she calls it a musicale. I love that. I hate it. Incredible. I absolutely detest it. And like, I don't get why you'd want to be part of this group. Like, I don't get why Troy or Gabriella want to be on stage doing this musical because there's no appeal to this world, to this musical theatre world. It doesn't look like grass is greener on the other side. This is them choosing to go from the Pride Lands into the Elephant Graveyard and stay there. I think they needed to make this sequence filled with really talented, enthusiastic kids. By all means, show one or two bad auditionees. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I joked that she's just like Zach. I half expect her to ask the kids for a personal story. But, you know, it's not even like she's she's cut them down to eight kids worth keeping at this point. Yeah. All these kids are thinking, God, I hope I get it. You know, none of them are going to get it because she doesn't want to give anyone a chance and we cut to the corridor the hallway and gabriella says oh the wildcat superstar is afraid i always thought that that trolley that he's pushing with the mop hanging out of it looks yeah. like a camel yeah it does <laughs> and he's... I, I thought as a child i remember vividly thinking that when i saw this for the first time yeah. it's like it looks like a camel Duh. and he's like well of course i'm afraid because like she's ruthless i like that i like that he's willing to it troy is the best character i really like troy okay. because he's not trying to hide behind all this male bravado he's quite happy to show himself as being just a normal guy who's put on a pedestal and he shouldn't be 
Mm-hmm. It's not like he builds it as a time. Like, yes, I am. Yeah, he's not even asking asking to be that guy, is yeah. he? Everybody else has done that to him. I always had the worst impression of Troy. I just thought he was like this arrogant character. And I was completely wrong. And I really liked him. You know, the fact that he was just like, hey, it's okay to want to be this. And it's okay to this. And it's okay to be afraid. Like, he's actually quite a good role model. He's, he's by far the best character in this film and by far the best part of this film. Hmm. Sharpie and Byra are the only ones who audition. For the duo, yeah. For the duo. What a super weird way to audition your lead roles. Yeah. And and I will say I've always thought this because what if you don't know a guy? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Me, me at age 15 I would not have been able to audition but for this, this is, I would not have been able to find a guy to sing with me this is again an example of why she is such a bad teacher but I wonder whose idea that was because I feel like it was top in words like it would, yeah it would be them they, it would be them talking her into it as we see them do mm. but she should talk them out of it and yeah. she doesn't because she's awful I already know they're not going to get it because uh, Trobiella will. Is that what we're calling them? Yeah, Trobiella. That that's not a nice mashup name. Trobiella. Groy. Yeah, it doesn't sound great, does it? Not either way. Groy sounds like something a Pokemon would say. Groy. And again, this, so this is our third song. It's still not big enough. I've still not had a song that sucked <gasps> How me. How dare you? No. The clicking of their fingers while the curtains are closed and it, having everything set up and their own it, personalized it's microphones. It's not an energetic or big enough number yet. Me and my brother used to sing this ad nausea. Mm. Well, what I'll say is Troy is sat just like me at this point, bored, watching I think he's this bored. number. He's trying not to be seen. No, he he literally looks bored. Troy okay. is 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 just like me, bored of Sharpie and Biro. You know, they don't have a show with just these two. They really don't have a show. Like, surely she it. should be like, "Sorry, guys, you would have the you would have the role, except there's no one else, so we're gonna have to cancel drama another year." I can't I can't put my finger on why these kids don't want to audition. Anyway, back to bullying my class. So she says, "Is there anyone else?" And no, they show up, and no, long, long over. So no, she... I'm sorry, I agree with this though. No, I don't. If you show up late. And are like, I want to audition now. And she's like, I already called last auditions. I'm sorry. Fair enough if you are oversubscribed. Which is what they should have made it look like. Yeah, but they fair didn't. enough if you were oversubscribed. That's their fault. However, you literally are at a point where she's going to have to cancel the show anyway. It makes her look worse. I could get on board with her character if she had a successful drama programme. But because everything is such a joke and non-existent, it makes her look stupid. She shouldn't be willing to call time when she's like, oh, yes, actually, let's bring them over. She just likes to fail and blame others that she's not good. She judges Troy just because he's part of sports. She's just like, oh, yes, a basketball player. You have no right stepping on this stage. She doesn't even want to give him a chance. Yeah, it's because it's Coach Bolton's son, though. It's not really got anything to do with him. I just like she yeah. doesn't know him well enough to but know. But it's sad. Like I hate that. It just. She's an adult. She should be the voice of reason, and she's so caught up in her fake rivalry that never hits the heights of Sue Sylvester and Mister Schuster that she thinks Troy's there just to spy because he's got nothing better to do. Like, 
she doesn't even give the poor kid a chance. Which makes it worse because we're omniscient. We know this. Because we've seen everything. We've seen that Troy genuinely wants to be here. Now, had we not seen that, maybe it's different. Yes, but you, you've you got to assume that she hasn't seen that. No, I know, but this is the problem. I, I just think they've really, like, faffed this sequence up by making it that the drama society is a joke and you don't have... All of, the, all of these problems are fixed by having a good turnout and a full cast. Mm-hmm. All of these problems are fixed. Yeah. You know, Troy then shows up late and she goes, just because you're a big sports star doesn't mean I'm going to give you any special treatment. I called time. Yeah. All of this is fixed. Mm-hmm. It's a bad decision. So we finally meet Kelsey. She is composer extraordinaire, uh, mini Sondheim, which is a fun little joke. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, Sharpay later on calls her a sword-off Sondheim, which is hilarious because she's so little. This is what we needed more of from Sharpay, is more like musical theatre references. references. Like if she just exclusively spoke in like musical theatre metaphors. Quotes, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. especially because you don't need to get all of them, but it makes her look far more like knowledgeable and you can start to resent that. She's not an actual villain. She's just like, she thinks she's better than everyone. It's like, she's Rachel Berry, you know? A bit more likeable. Okay. (laughs) If you say so. But yes, so, you know, the composer is the playmaker as well. Mm -hmm. So she's like, well, I don't want to do this. I don't agree with it. And, you know, essentially without her, you've got no show. However, so we have Sharpay says to her, just before Troy and Gabriella meet her, that, I can't remember what the actual number is. It's like, you've put your music forward for how many shows and how many have they been in? And the answer is none. Yeah. And... It's like, you only do your shows because of us. Basically, yeah. They sing the same song again, but this time it's Gabriella and Troy. This song sucks marginally less. I enjoyed it more this time around, which I know you disagree with. That's hilarious because this is the song on... So I had a CD. Mm. This is your skip song. Of this, yeah. Yeah. I, I would rather, and I don't like Get Your Head in the Game, but I would rather. I really don't this. like the vibe that the creepy twins give off. I love them. And I don't like their performances with each other. I think they're too hammy and just. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, this one feels more grounded and more real and just slightly more fun. They get a call back because the teacher stayed to listen. Do you know what? That's the first decision she's made that I like. Yeah. She doesn't admit she's wrong, though, which she should have done. I think. The fact that they get a call back is an admission that she's wrong. Yeah, but I wish she should have. She just, would say it. She would them. say it because mm-hmm. again, you you you've butchered this character for me at this point. Mm. You know, and have her just say, "Do you know what? I was wrong. I'm going to give you a chance. Don't make me regret that." And I'd have more goodwill. The Pen Twins are auditioning to be lovers. Pen twins? Yeah, Sharpie and Byro. I called them the pen twins. I knew you were going to bring this up. I knew you were going to bring this up about them auditioning to play opposite each other. As lovers? Yes. Do you like me to tell you many stories about me and my no, brother I, in the I drama know, program? I know. <laughs> I like it. I don't. I'd rather... I would rather they just be friends. I would rather Legally Blonde Light just has a little sidekick. You know? 
I, I don't think it, yeah, and fair enough, maybe later on I'll come back and I'll say, oh, hey, yeah, they're twins. It actually makes sense now. But I, I, I would rather they not be twins. I'd rather they just be friends who happen to also have a shared interest and they're going to boost each other up and be the lead and rule this society. Stick to the status quo. This school building is so ugly. This is because it's a real school. It wasn't designed to be a nice school building. It is a real school. You just have the most bland walls. There's so much white. Yeah. Grey. So I know you didn't watch High School Musical, the series with me. I'm not saying the whole thing. No, no. If it exists, <laughs> it's bad enough it existed. We are going to refer okay. to it. You're going to give it its full, awful title. You didn't watch High School Musical, the musical, the series with me. But they went back because the premise is it's the actual yes. school. And they've never So they done went high back and they filmed in the school. It looks exactly like this. They have changed nothing from the physical school building like, to this, yeah. except for Sharpay's locker. It's still the same as it ever was. Yeah, it's still pink. It's amazing. I just... it's, it's double. It's a double locker now. Okay. And so that set of lockers only goes to freshmen. Because cool. of the area it's in. So every year a new freshman gets Chopin's locker and that's awesome. I would want to trade. I wouldn't. Everyone starts one, sharing their secrets and this song, this type of song needed to come earlier. Mm. You know, we needed something far, far sooner. I don't think this ever hits the full heights of what I want from a big song. And like at this point, it's definitely not enough to suck me into it. It needs to be bigger at this point to compensate for what we've lacked mm. it is a fun number and i'm not gonna lie i've had oh 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 in my head and i knew this one i knew this one before like I, i'd seen this one drama i'm sure they no 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 i knew time. this way before oh right like okay. before going to university knew this okay so i i, I thought this was high school musical too Mm-hmm. But I knew this one. The thing is, it's a fun song, and I, I can't dispute that. Yeah. And, you know, I like that we finally get to meet some of the other cliques, and we all see that, like, whoa, we're bad friends because we're going to hold you down, stay yeah. with us, and be a big, you know, a big fish in a small pond. It's so wildly interesting that this is the point in the movie where they're going to point out that it doesn't matter what clique you're in, everyone's getting treated like this but can i make the point that if we had this song far earlier before troy attended the audition what in reaction to him saying he was thinking about it yeah this song goes sooner we have a big high energy number that you know feels more needed for those early points Mm -hmm. and we could do a reprise of it here like when troy's done it anyway yeah, that's true. You know, it doesn't matter that it's here. You could do it very much as Troy's like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. Like, no, 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 no. Stick to the stuff you know. Like, that's true, yeah. This song needed to come earlier and it, it could be put anywhere. Mm. And, and the problem is, because I've waited so long for a big high energy number... This didn't, this didn't fill me up. You know, sometimes when you're so hungry and you eat what you were planning to eat for dinner... And it's just not enough because you're so hungry and you've been waiting. Yeah. That's what I needed here. My appetite was for a big, high-energy musical number. And it's just too late. I was like, like, okay, what else is there? And I think this song had a disservice being put where it was. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice to see that the maths geeks judge each other. Like, whoa, <laughs> you're not going to sing. You're a maths geek. Know your place. Yeah. 
you know, it, it's almost what's so weird is that there's such a judgment. Some of the dancers. Yeah, well, yeah. The, yeah, the the maths ones who are like, I want to dance. Nerds, yeah. Like you know, she's on TikTok now, and it's great. <laughs> I. It's so interesting that there's such a prejudice in all these cliques that For never such gets weird, fleshed out. Interesting things too. Like you would think, right? Okay. They're obviously the skaters, yeah. but they are clearly the stoners. Yes. And it is so interesting that they care that... Like, what were they supposed to be? Are they supposed to be hippies? No, because they're just like skaters, the point, yeah. Then I understand why they don't like the idea of the suit and tie and him playing the violin. Well, but, skaters but are like skaters baggy like, gear. But they like music, right? Not cello. Mm, electric cello. No, I don't know. I just think it's really interesting what they're against because none of what none of the things that are brought up affect. You the saw thing me playing the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two like remaster. At what point did you hear any cello on that soundtrack? Mm, I don't care. They, they, there's they... definitely cello being used in this whole whole film. So, I just I feel like it's really weird because we never actually get like any closure on this. Like at the end of it, you know, they're all just like, hey. We're going to be bad friends and, and, and stop you from, from reaching your dreams. Yeah, but I think it's supposed to show the difference between if you have bad friends and what happens if actually your friends come around. Yeah, but the problem is because I I think that because we don't get the math geeks or the, the skaters, therefore we're all in this together at the end. It, we it's, do. Are they actually yeah. there? Okay, I didn't notice them because I just didn't notice them. Mm-hmm. I'd given up by that point. You want to know a fun fact? Sure. Lucas Gabriel, who plays Ryan, auditioned to play Troy. Nice. And Naya Rivera auditioned to play Gabriella. Cool. Mm. The ending to this song is is big enough. Like it builds up to a nice. Crescendo. Oh, after Sharpay's little interlude. Yeah. Where and they all just like throw their hands up into the air. Yeah. Incredible. But and she ends up getting chipped. You know, like all the it's like Gabriella's. cheesy chips. Yeah, grim. And I would scream. Yeah, and and the the drama teacher instantly shows her bias towards Sharpie and is like, "You're all miscreants," even though she has she no idea. She doesn't give them detention or anything, though. She does just send them on their way. No, I know. There's but... no repercussions for this. She doesn't actually believe Sharpie. No, but you feel like, you know, she's so lost in her own agenda. She would believe anything Sharpay said. Yeah. To the detriment, you know. Miss Darbis thinks Troy is there to sabotage. That's what we learn at this point. Mm. And... Oh, is this when she goes and talks to the coach? Yeah, and she goes through the locker rooms and it's just so... Why would you put this office here? This is a teacher's office. That's where a lot of teachers are, though, when you get, like, high school media for... um, coaches and gym That's staff so how is that allowed with safeguarding like weird but i don't do you know what i if really you, if you live in america and you're one of our excellent listeners yeah where was your high school like coach or pe teachers office office was it in the locker rooms because that seems weird to yeah me. but I've, it's I, all i've ever seen in media is it being like there which yeah it does beg a good question i don't like her responses to walking in there and being all like oh oh she should be like that that's the correct no but it, i just and a lot of these guys are 
A lot of the background extras are quite old. But I tell you what, I they also very clearly looked uncomfortable. Yes, Wait. as they should. No, and as, she should be uncomfortable As too. they should, but it was just very... No, it, but it was that, oh, oh, she was like judging them. That's what it was. It wasn't that she was flustered at the, the nudity. It was more the fact that they were like in a state of undress and they should have known that she was coming through. You know, like, that's yeah. what it was. What that's... time of day is this? Why wouldn't you wait till lunch? Well, it's probably after school. I guess, if they're all in the showers. Yeah, but this is it. It's her response makes it look like... Is this also an American thing? I know, I know this is... I don't know. Did you ever have a shower at school? No. As a teenager? No. No, me either. And I think, again, I think it's an American thing. Yeah. She says to... Uh, Coach Dad, mm-hmm. I give every student an equal chance. No, you don't. Yeah, we know she's being a hypocrite here. Yeah, she is pure hypocrite. And that's the thing is I can never get on board with a character who's a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. There's, there's just so much about her I hate. Miss Darbus drops that the name of the musical is Twinkle Town. Yeah. And, which is just La La Land. I'm sorry, that's the musical mm-hmm. that they're doing as a school. And Coach Bolton starts making fun of it. Yeah. And as she leaves the room, he says, good luck on Broadway, which is hilarious because obviously she has been on Broadway and now she's here. So, yeah. So, yeah, Gabriella has someone inside of her wanting to get out. Mm -hmm. And then Zeke tries flirting with Sharpie and the baking doesn't help. It's amazing what baking can't do. Yeah. Sharpie doesn't really seem like someone who eats carbs, though, does she? No. You know? She'd be happier if she did. I know, everyone would be. Troy wants much more than this provincial life. He wants to be a guy, not Mm -hmm. the basketball guy, which is really nice. Like, it's almost like, it is that everyone thinks the grass is greener. Like, everyone would want to be in my shoes. But, like, I just want to be able to do what I want without having to be labelled as the basketball guy. And that's, that's, you know, he's like, it is Mm -hmm. cute. He doesn't want to be pigeonholed. I think it's really nice, jumping back, sorry, to stick to the status yeah. quo. When Chad tells Troy that Zeke is baking, mm-hmm. Troy, I think, is the only person to respond with, oh, that's really cool, What? what is that? Yeah. And he's like, oh, creme brulee, it's this. He's like, oh, that's awesome, I'd like to try it. Adorable. Yeah, but again, Troy's, Troy's the only character that's likeable, mm. like completely likeable, mm-hmm. you know? You're making me like Troy a lot more. Good. This is the thing, and we talked about this before we sat down to record. There's not going to be anything that's good that we talk about, like when we talked about Kinky Boots, that you made me think, oh yeah, that's awful. You know, that's not going to happen. So with you're this. fully aware that Miss Darbus is trash. I don't care. I I will. The only thing I think is poorly written is the audition sequence. But as a result of that, it makes her come across completely horrendously. Yeah, but that's not got anything to do with her, really. So they're hidden up in the secret science greenhouse because none of his friends would know because it's science. Why would they care? Oh, fun fact. This scene was supposed to be a lot longer. Yeah. They had to cut it because there was a thunderstorm. (laughs) (laughs) I did think it was looking like quite dark. Yeah, it gets progressively darker as this scene goes along and towards the end of it it starts to get really dark and then we're like, end of scene. And it sort of cuts off awkwardly and it's because there was just a random thunderstorm. Yeah. They also had to put a lot of the stuff that's up there like the greenhouse on mm-hmm. the roof with a crane cool. because the school wouldn't let them for safety reasons carry surprise it's even there. in the school why not just build like a separate set for it but right you know but it, they just put it on top of the school i think it's cute 
they decide to do the callback and we get what I dubbed the rehearsal montage where they practice singing Breaking Three, which Kelsey wrote. So that's very interesting that Breaking Free is a uh, diegetic song in this. Like it's a song that everyone would hear and, you know, it's like status quo is obviously non-diegetic. It's musical theatre. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's everyone breaks in song. But Breaking Free is an actual song in this universe because someone wrote it and they are performing that song which yeah. is cool i i didn't think it was going to be that way i tell you what i didn't think that this was going to be all about an audition i thought this was they are in a musical that's interesting i thought this was they are in a musical and he's already struggling to balance his time between basketball and this and he's doing it secretly like and then on the day of the big game was also the day of the musical and he was like oh no mm-hmm. i didn't know that this was literally just building up to them or Auditioning. Well, this is super interesting, and this is why I say like we know nothing about the musical that they're doing. Yeah. Other than that, it's clearly just La La Land. But it's it's really funny to me because even in the later films, we just never talk about it again. Yeah. Nobody brings up what that musical yeah. was like. Was it well received? Yeah. Did many people come to see it? We just never talked about it. Is true. This is the other thing. Are they good actors? Yeah. We know they can sing. So this is the other thing is I thought Breaking Free was very much going to be like this moment where he's like, but hey, what if we rewrote the stars, but I can't be with you? Like, I thought it was more of a depressing, less triumphant Mm -hmm. number. Like, I thought it was a, it's before he's chosen basketball over the show. And then he's going to have that like moment moment at the end at the 11th hour. He's like, oh, basketball doesn't bring me joy. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to leave the game and go do the musical in my I honestly thought he would go and do the musical in his basketball gear. Oh, okay, sure. So I guess he kind of is later on. So, so at this point, I'm like, huh, and I've made that connection. Mm-hmm. I was worried when this started playing, like, what if this is all we're getting a breaking free and everything I've oh, heard the rehearsal. It, and if all I've ever heard of is just the audio track, and I was like, I like this song, even though like, it annoys I hear me. The whole thing. Please yeah. don't make this be the use of that song. I was getting mm-hmm. quite panicked. I was like, if it. I, if that was the case, I'd have just said, there's nothing, I can't continue watching this. Yeah. Because the one thing I kind of pinned my hopes on is just over. That's so funny. I, I think I'd have had to stop it if, <laughs> if I didn't twig that we're not getting the full thing. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, if this was the only use of Breaking Free... Oh, that'd be re- really bad, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So... But I do also wonder why this isn't a whole musical sequence. You know, there's some of the stuff that's going on in the background and the manipulations. It's just kind of like, you know, not enough. Sharpie is blind and can't see Gabriella right in front of her in the toilet. So a lot of people talk about this. It happens all the time on YouTube videos where people watch this and they're like, how did she not see her? Yeah, it's because there's another set of toilets. She went around the corner Okay, but that's, there. but that's they not clear. They don't show no, it. it's not clear and it makes them both... It, it makes her look so stupid. Yeah, it does. And it's, it again, me. another example of just a really bad choice. Yeah, if we'd have been angled so we could see in. But yeah. I think the reason we aren't is because if we were angled, you'd be able to see the reflection yeah. of the Yeah, but what it is, is it's just, it is just like... Unlike a storytelling thing, this is just a bad shot choice. Yeah. You know, that I just can't get on board with. Mm-hmm. Um, Troy no-shows practice because he's having more fun. He's rehearsing, yeah. Yeah, like he he is doing what he wants to and he's finally finding something. And yeah, Gabriella can play hoops too. Oh my 
God, everyone in this this show except the basketball team can play basketball. Mm-hmm. Even Kelsey can play basketball. Oh, it's cute when she does it later. Dad coach uh, sucks. <laughs> blocks Troy, and he blames her. I don't like that. I don't like it's like you're changing everything for a girl. Yeah, isn't it so interesting? I find it is interesting. I find it really weird in movies where people are like. You've changed, and it's because of your significant other, and but also you're like fifteen, and yeah. of course you've lost your mind. But over it's interesting because I feel like more films show the the father or mother of the daughter being like, "Yes, you don't date boys. Focus on your academics." Yeah. So it's quite Whereas nice. Gabriella's mom seems pretty cool with this I guy. Yeah, I can't think of another film where it's it's this version, the this way around. Problem. I guess maybe sports movies. Yeah, but we don't watch a lot of sports movies. movies. We watch musicals. (laughs) It becomes abundantly clear that Coach Dad is living vicariously through Troy. A hundred percent. Now, what isn't clear at this point is that he had a lot of success when he was at school and he just wants Troy to replicate it. Mm -hmm. And as a result, it feels a lot harsher. Yeah. Because he's just like, you know, I want you to have the life I never had. Troy wants to be a playmaker and a singer. And that the reference to the playmaker gets referred to a lot from this point onwards, and it feels like a really important motif to just be thrown in yeah. halfway through the film. You obviously know more about sports than I do, but what's the difference between that and being the MVP? Basically the same thing. MVP is the most valuable player. Yeah. Playmaker is, I would say... You is, set up the shots and things. Yeah, I mean, if you're the playmaker, you're, you're creating opportunities. Yeah. Which means that maybe other people can you know, break the defence and get the points, the goals, score, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do for whatever sport. But I would argue that your playmaker is your most valuable player because it's not the person who scores each time, it's the person who creates the opportunities. It's oh, like, so it's like being recognised for helping. Yeah, essentially. That's, Even if you're not the person that scores. Yeah, cool. you know, if you're okay. setting. It's why I'd argue, you know, when we do our MVPs, it's, it's not always the main person you think about, like... You know, there are people behind the scenes or there are people that work tirelessly mm-hmm. on stage in a performance or in a film that make our leads look better. Yeah. You know, like... Costume that, designers. Well, yeah, this, <laughs> and we, we are guilty, I think, of not always talking about, you know, the backstage components or the crew. We focus on the actors. Yeah. And to its detriment, maybe there are some occasions where we should argue that actually, you know, the orchestration and the conductor is the MVP. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's something that you have to take into consideration. It's not just the main person. So, like, Troy is the MVP, and he clearly is the best person in this team. So, you know, he's not just the playmaker. He is also the person who scores. We, yeah. You know, it is not necessarily the best analogy, but, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. Chad seems to know a lot about musicals. They're talking in the library. Yeah. And, yeah, he knows a lot about musicals, but somebody who seems so opposed to them. I know. What a great reference to Fountain of the Opera. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. Sharpie and Byro are so paranoid that they just think everyone is conspiring against them. That this, And, again, it would help if the drama club was more popular, mm-hmm. to, to just drum home my point. That they finally get their chance and now people are out to destroy them. Yeah. Why would anyone be going after this non-society? Like, and it makes the characters less likeable and less, like, believable. Yeah. 
because it's not like they're actually fighting for anything. Again, they finally got to the top of the food chain and now people are trying to bring them down. Mm-hmm. There's a big flaw with this film in its in, in its conception. Yeah. With the drama club, which is supposed to be the big important part of this. That has a massive domino effect on a lot of things that happen in this film. If If I was ever in a position to have staged this show... If we ever made High School Musical our school production, I'm going to change that. Yeah. I'm going to uh, make the audition sequence filled with talented performers. Mm-hmm. I think that makes everything work better. I think it makes the, the drama teacher a fairer element mm-hmm. and perhaps a more likeable element. I think it makes uh, Sharpay and Ryan the villains yeah. by you know teen musical comedy standards they're not villains they're not gaston or yeah. ursula or scar but they are the foils mm-hmm. super interestingly again in high school musical the musical the series yeah they do that yeah they make miss darvis more well-rounded character and they write her a song mm. they have i mean in the plot line of the show one of the characters writes a song for that character yeah. but like as a concept they wrote a new song the Miss Darvis yeah. character, which is super interesting. Yeah. It, it here it is. They wouldn't know a Tony Award from Tony Hawk. That's mm. a fun line. I liked that one. The basketball boys. I like that Chopin knows who Tony Hawk is. Yeah. She knows more about sports than Miss Darvis does. I know, right? The basketball boys tried to make Troy want to become a Wildcats legend through emotional blackmail. Yep. And it's not, you know. He, he can easily do both, you know, like, it's not like he's having to choose between doing the musical. He's He's got the audition. He could so do both. Even if he was just a substitute that came on the second half of the game. Right. He could do both. But it's because college scouts are coming that his dad's obsessed with it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's going to say yes to the college scouts. He's also a sophomore. Yeah, exactly. No, wait. Wait. I'm trying to figure out what year they're in. Well, they must be in their penultimate year because they have summer, which is after this. Presumably, High School Musical oh, 2 juniors, takes yeah. place six months later. or Because this is January. High School Musical 2 is the summer. Yeah. So, between. Yeah, so this is January. High School Musical 2 is is August, July, whenever. They go back in August. And then High School Musical 3 is graduation year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the college scouts, yeah, they might start the process of offering in place, but... They're probably looking for the older students. Yeah. That's true. Fair enough. Taylor Smart. She hates sport. Calling them Neanderthals is so generic. Like, again, we know she's smart because she uses this terminology. It just is lazy writing for this character. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't like that as character development. Mm-hmm. And she's the only one in the decathlon team that actually gets anything. You know, they're just generic extras stood behind her just nodding. Most of them wearing glasses because, yes, they're smart. Yeah, none of whom are part of the math club mm. with the dancing mm. girl. Super interestingly. Yeah, it just, it's weird. But they, they all conspire because they've spoken with, with Chad. It's their first ever interaction. It's like, hey, let's bring both our friends down and keep them where they belong because they live stream Troy's confession that he chooses uh, basketball over song. It right. So, assuming that, 
I'm, I'm going to give you a hypothetical here, mm -hmm. basically. So in this situation, Troy says all of this stuff, right, to his friends. They don't record him. This, this whole contrivance never happens, right? They don't record him. And he then feels really bad about saying that about a girl that he wants to date. Because that's mean. Because from what we've seen of his character, I think he would feel quite bad about that. Yeah. Um, I, how would that then affect their relationship? Would he drop out of auditioning for the thing? Would he go up to her and like, is that I what do, he was going to say So this to is her? the thing is, we've spoken about how for some characters there is a moment where that's it, I'm done with them. Strangely enough, this never factors into this moment with Troy because... It doesn't feel real. Because I feel really bad for him. Like, I don't feel he actually means this. I feel no, like he's lying to himself. Him to yes. And it's like he's been gaslighted by... Gaslit, yeah. Yeah, he, he's been gaslit by his friends into doing this. And you know this isn't what he actually wants to do, but it's just like mm -hmm. he's so sick of saying no that he's just going to say yes because he may not want to, but it it makes his life easier. Yeah. So I don't ever feel betrayed by him. It's very obvious. Now, obviously, from Gabriella's perspective, who doesn't know all the pressure he's been under their side of it mm -hmm. it makes sense why she'd react in the way she does i just wish it was in a more energetic manner yeah because we go to another ballad song when there was me and you and i'm just like i love this song right I'm going to say that before every song because it makes you think about how you're going to No, 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 no. I was going to say this anyway. I think this song would be more palatable had we not had, like, this is the fifth song. And we've already had, like, three songs that are kind of mm -hmm. like this. And I know we're going to have Breaking Free, which yeah. is this but better. Yeah. You know, I feel like this song is a good song and would be more palatable with you know, a more diverse song. She has song. to have a heartbreak song. Yeah, but what... And this okay, is the only she has to have in heart, this movie. She has to have a heartbreak song and that's fine, but it would help if we hadn't seen her do a bland, boring opening karaoke number. Mm -hmm. You know? And if we hadn't had her kind of generic love ballad audition song. I think song. this is a great representation of her vocal range. It is. Such... But it just doesn't stand out. Amongst all the other songs that this song no, has No, and I remember presented. as a teenager being like, this is my Skip It song. I don't care about this one. And actually now, this is the song I've been singing all week. Mm. Like, this is the one song that gets stuck in my head over and over yeah. again. I just, yeah, I just... Also is within my vocal range. And I appreciate no, that. No, but I, I just... I, uh, it's more of the same at this point, mm -hmm. you know? And it doesn't, it doesn't even look that unique or stand out. The Troy poster is so awkward. Was that really the best photo of Zac Efron that they took? Or were they just like one and done? The best one is of... Did you notice the Chad next yeah. to him? Where Chad's got like a really screwed up They're face. all bad. But like, did somebody really look at that and quality control and be like, yeah, that's what we're going to go with? Mm -hmm. Or is it more believable? Like, this is the thing. If that was in our school, it would feel believable. Like, you wouldn't pinpoint it as being like awkward because it would be like real school day to day and like, Kids aren't actors, they're not models, they are just real people. And Troy is a real person. So, like, are we just criticizing it because it's in a film? Like, in terms of the mise en scene, is it should we be praising this because it's like realistic for a school, or should we be criticizing it because this is a Disney comedy? Yes, for their Disney channel, but nonetheless, 
somebody chose. That was the best picture of Zac Efron they took and yeah. Chad they took. I don't know. But we get more boring white corridors and lockers. And yeah, you know, it's just, it's an okay song. And I think, you know, she sings it very well. She is very talented. It just doesn't seem special. Yeah. Troy is so upset. He can't even pick up a basketball anymore. He actually tries to pick one up and it slips out his hands. I know. And he, I think that was an accident. Yeah. And they just kept it he in. He can't score. We are seeing the fall of Troy. Mm-hmm. Badumch. I'm not laughing at that. I refuse. Will the Gabriella equivalent be that she can no longer operate a calculator? Will she be so upset that she sat trying to do maths equations and she's like, how does this even work? How do I turn it on? What is this weird sign that has two dots above a line? Mm. We don't see what happens. We don't see how she's being affected by this not even a breakup. I thought that's what it's going to be. She's either going to blow up the school by miscalculating the, the... That would have been awesome. Yeah, like, I'd love to see that, like, she just can't pick something up in the same way Troy can't do. Yeah. And Chad and Taylor realise they've messed up. And Chad says, we haven't been acting like a team. And they realise they should be boosting him, which is too little too late at this point, maybe. And they all come clean to try and get... Uh, Trobiella back on track you know yeah. that's nice at least the friends have been honest it's not like they now try and manipulate the situation to be like oh let's get out of it I like that they own up too many shows or films like this where they just kind of like well let's try and get them back together and they won't know we did this in the first place you know it's quite nice that at least they own up like I like the message there that you can make a mistake but you have to own up to it yeah you know Troy knocks for Gabriella and her mum answers and she's a good mum she she takes gabriella's cue i love that the mum's like troy <laughs> and she's and gabriella's like no 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 don't let him in and she 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 she's not trying to be like yes she's here come on come on in she listens to her daughter she's not trying yeah. to you know i like to think this is how i would be as a parent yeah and i guess if your kid is like genius child you've not really got anything to worry about yeah you know. Yeah, but she, she listens and she says, she's not home, I'm afraid. Uh, maybe, maybe she'll be in later. She says she's busy with homework. Yeah, she's yeah. busy with homework. And it's Romeo and Juliet, the musical. He's yeah. on her balcony and he sings the New Year's Eve song. It does not sound good. No, he sings Breaking Free. It's not. I thought... It, I, no, I, it's, it's Breaking it? Free. I yeah. thought it was a New Year's Eve song. No, he <sighs> sings Breaking Free because he's holding the sheet music and he says... Okay. It doesn't sound good. It's meant to be a duet. Yes, but it did not sound good. It did not sound good. But that's the point. Yeah. It will only sound good with her. And we get uh, a basketball and learning montage, Mm -hmm. which is another missed musical moment. It is a musical song, stage musical. Yes, but it's not here. No, I know. I'm just saying. And I'm glad I... They took your feedback into account. Exactly. They knew what I would say. My point was, if we ever actually did this as a stage But, like, again, like, it's just so lazy at this point. Like, you could have a really fun, upbeat number. Why haven't you done it? Why have you just given us ballad after ballad after boring ballad? Like... Do you want to know a fun fact? Go for it. One of the boys on the basketball team... Right. You know how they all have their names on the back? Yeah. Like, all of the ones that we know. So we have... Troy, Zeke, Chad, Jason, who's the irritating one, and then 
the rest of them all have names mm-hmm. except for one who just says extra written on the back of his jerk of his jersey yeah, he's a he's a michael he's extra a brad extra yeah literally it just says extra yeah. it's incredible also so, they all have to do two hours of basketball training a day for like six months and they still couldn't get it right <laughs> still so they're practicing their song they're doing breaking free and they're panicking the the pen twins Mm-hmm. and Sharpie and Biro conspire to put all the events on at the same time to rig the auditions, and our bad drama teacher mm-hmm. agrees to it because she sucks. And it's all just so shallow and meaningless, which I guess is teenage That's drama, whole, but yeah. like it's just so vapid and like, oh, hey, I want to be the lead in the drama show. I know. OMG, pen twins only care about themselves. Mm-hmm. They say that there's a line, I think, that somebody actually said. That. I don't know why I put that in quote marks. It's Kelsey. Yeah. They only care about themselves. Yeah. And so there's this whole weird sequence where they're all like doing a weird basketball number. And then there's a weird drawing on the board. And then they all leave homeroom. And then they, they put out their, their, their... Oh, so they're trying... So, because we know, because we're omniscient in the realms of this film, mm. we know that Ryan and Sharpay think that the basketball team and the science club are up to something. However, they don't know that. Yeah. So, they're trying to act like they are nothing's up. wrong. No. Okay. Because they know that Ryan and Sharpay want a reaction from them changing the So it's the friends. Time. They don't know. We know. Yeah, they know. Basically. So what they're doing is instead of giving a reaction where they're like really upset that they can't go to the callbacks. It's just like, oh, hey, we're happy with that. We're all happy. We're all getting on. So like we're going to throw, we're going to make so they don't. So they and... don't actually try and do another thing. It's yeah, to kind of basically. say one step ahead. But I just love, hey, <laughs> What are they? What are they spelling out? Go drama club. Go drama club. G O D R A, and then just Zac Efron exclamation point. Yeah. At the end, incredible. And and uh, Miss looks genuinely pleased. It's really sad. And she clearly has nothing else going on at the school. Yeah, she doesn't deserve it. Biro can't read Go Drama Club Go, so that's fun. Teenager literacy. Let's all laugh. No time for those I, jokes. Not gonna lie like dyslexia brain it's very difficult for me to read that yeah but it, it doesn't feel like I, d- I don't like him being the butt of the joke therefore he's not had enough development anyway outside mm. sidekick and for now oh and he can't read ha 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 I just I did I really didn't like that dad coach is nervous mm-hmm. he wants Troy to have fun well if he wanted Troy to have fun he would let Troy audition and uh you know, he's like, it's the game we both love. He really doesn't know Troy, does he? Yeah. And then we go to the auditions and bop to the top. And that opening is not okay. Where is Santana to call out the Pen Twins for their poor representation? Mm, you're not wrong. Um, Lucas Gabriel injured himself doing this and had to wear a knee brace. Is he uh, Byro? Ryan, yeah. He had to wear a knee brace when they were filming this scene. 
So he they removed a little dance sequence basically because it was boring. Like it, yeah. it was a really boring sequence here. I think maybe I, I hate the, I think the chopping between yeah. doesn't help it. I also think I turned off at the, like the whole cultural appropriation thing. You know, like yeah. I I think at that point I was like, yep, I'm not going to give this a chance. Mm. So you know, maybe a little bit unfair on my part, but I'm not surprised considering what you've told me already about the production that they actually didn't factor that in. Yeah, you know. This is massively inappropriate. Yeah. And No, they they just didn't notice, I imagine. They yeah. like it just didn't occur to yeah. anyone. Like I I appreciate a lot of people will like Bop to the Top. I like it as a song. If you cut those parts. Yes. Well this is it, but I'm really doing anything. No, now. I know. This is it. I appreciate a lot of people like Bop to the Top, but I wonder how many people have listened to it recently and gone oh mm. that's not okay it's really not okay yeah um taylor is smart therefore computers and she can just hack the mainframe now and you know technical difficulties prompt a timeout and poor chemistry prompts their timeout so now they can audition as if i ever had any doubt mm-hmm. you know i I like the idea of we're going to, you know, put in more more chemicals than we needed to. That feels like a fair way of doing it. But just the believability that Taylor can do all this with a computer just is a little too much. You know, that she can hack into the, the lighting system. I assumed that, you know, when it gets to the little grey box, when mm. once we go down the wires... I assumed that was hers and she'd put it there. Like she'd gone and rewired the thing. I don't know why. I don't know what gave me that impression. But that I sort of internalised yeah, that. Yeah, but I just... I wish there was another way. Like I, I, if they actually had somebody going down and cutting a wire or something. I know that obviously is like a... That requires us to have another character. Yeah, do, do you know what I mean? Like I know it's, it's not, but it, it's a lot... This just felt really cheap and like, oh, we don't know. we've not seen her do it anywhere else. Yes, yeah, it's I out understand. of nowhere and it's just like, oh, we need to write in a way to get her to do it. I know, she's smart, she can work computers. Like, it's more just boring, smart character, lack of development, but will act like it's development. Yeah. On, <laughs> on the board, when the lights flicker, it shows that there's been three fouls already yeah. and that they were all Troy. So that's fun. Yeah, because double dribbling. <laughs> so they all go into the audition and uh, Darbus has said no that's time I said it's time I said it's over and suddenly everyone comes into the theatre and she's like what's happening that's because she has never seen a successful show in her life she does not know what a sold out crowd looks like why wouldn't you let Ryan and Sharpay re-perform in front of everyone Agreed. She should probably she, she probably go, should have let them go again with like the context of it. However, she's seen their not audition. We're going to rewatch that no, song. No, she's seen their audition, and let's be honest, they're all here chanting for Troy, Troy, Troy. Oh, and that girl, that girl, that, that, girl, that yeah. girl. You know, at this point, they are, and she relents. But I mean, so she was on Broadway. Is there a reference to the fact that she was on Broadway once? Who, Miss Darby? Yeah. No, it's um. 
obviously Alison Reed was on Broadway. That's the joke. Yeah. It's, it's about Alison Reed. It's not the character. I was going to say, because if she doesn't know what a sold out crowd looks like and she used to be on Broadway, then she really had a, a, a successful Poor career. Time. But yeah, she doesn't know what's happening. So. Why you know, would you evacuate them to the theatre? I don't think they evacuated them to the theatre. I think the Everyone kids. just followed the, the kids. The kids knew what was going on and Chad was like, or Chad said, you want to do this. I will be there now to support you and I'll make sure I'm there to back you. And we're so the, all there. the team all ran out and the other team probably followed yeah, and then, them and then everyone's yeah, just Yeah, and of, that's what I mean. So yeah. Chad is, is now realising he's been a bad friend and he's, gonna, he's going to be a better friend now. Yeah, good and, him. you know, this has all come. And breaking free, you know, uh, from, from society's expectations. Mm-hmm. Right, so. Here's my thing. Yeah. Vanessa Hudgens, I forgot what her character name is. Gabriella gets stage fright. Yeah. So she doesn't sing. She's, she's nervous. supposed to sing the opening of this song, yes. right? So we're soaring fine, there's not a star in heaven that we can't reach. That's supposed to be her. Except she can't because she gets freaked out. Which is fair. Fine. So instead, Troy looks at Kelsey and is like, I'll do it. So they swap parts. And apparently just rewrite this entire song. They are rewriting the stars. Do they swap back? Do they just sing those first lines? They sing each other's parts and then swap back? Possibly. what is happening in that song is Troy is now singing the girl's part. So can I just point out, this is the one bit of the film I liked. Now, are you trying to talk me out of liking this film? I'm not trying to talk you film? out of it. I just Are you trying to talk wondered. me out of liking this film? No. This was the one bit I actually really enjoyed. Oh, good. And I, I really was like dreading breaking free because like I've heard it so many times. And I said like I'm, you know, like... Was it I, nice to see it in context? It was nice to see it in context. And it is a legitimately better audition. Mm-hmm. They have much more chemistry, mm-hmm. probably because like... They can interact with each other more because they're not twins. I feel like Sharp, Sharpie and Byro would have done a heck of a lot more had they just been friends. And you can't break that because they're brother and sister. Had you just put them as friends, you could have probably done a lot more with their audition mm-hmm. to showcase some potential, you know? And again, okay. bad writing, I think, just put them as friends. But there's Because there's instantly more chemistry. Like, how can these two have more chemistry than brother and sister, you know? Yeah. The lyrics are just the plot to the show, which mm-hmm. I like. That's a cool little, like, yeah. thing. It's nice, isn't it? And It's like um, Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. Uh, he's not called Bert. Jack's song at the beginning is just yeah. the entire plot of the show. It is. And I, I, but I really like that because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, we're just going to sum up, you know, this. It's foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I thought they just had a pianist. But apparently they have a full band. Yeah, magic drums that start playing yeah. and everything. Yeah. Maybe it is like obviously this song exists in their real world, but maybe this is just in Troy yeah. and Gabriella's head. Like mm-hmm. they're so lost in this perfect moment. This is maybe the only good bit of this film. Mm-hmm. And it's almost worth the journey for this. <laughs> sure. Almost. And Troy can do it all because he sings and wins. Yep. And, uh, you know, the Wildcats don't look that excited in the stands, you know, as, as Troy wins. They were just like, yay, team. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, we've gone back to we know now. We know it's the home team. We know they're there. They're at that school. So it's mm. not the, like, 
visiting team cheering yeah. them on. They're so bored in the background, like, yay, oh, basketball. Oh, we get the great transition oh, where oh. they finish singing and then they pull up the backdrop and it couldn't. It turns yeah, into Yeah, I didn't path. like that transition. I like it. It's I, nice. I, I didn't like it. I appreciate it. You know, Chad and Taylor, of course, end up together. Mm-hmm. Sharpie gracefully <laughs> concedes to Gabriella, which, you know, cool. Break a leg and then explains what break a leg means. Yeah, gracefully. I feel like if I had gracefully... <laughs> this is like... This is going to sound so petty. If I had tried, given it my all in my audition, tried my best and didn't get it, but I got the understudy to someone yeah. and I said to them, hey, you know, break a leg and they didn't know what break a leg means, I would feel kind of put out. Yeah. I would be like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, you know, except it's like separated from the whole rest of this movie. That's how I'd feel. Yeah. But like, I, I wouldn't care it's because it's like, ha, you're the villain. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> She's better funny. than you and she doesn't even know your world. No, because no. there's not enough likeable about Sharpie. And even Kelsey gets a net because everyone is better at basketball than the actual team. Oh, Kelsey with Jason. Yeah, yeah Jason helps her score right. her goal. The phrasing of this is going to be weird considering the context, but why do they suddenly make Kelsey so much sexier? Right. And it never happens again. Right, so this is the thing is, and I don't mean it's it. I'm so not, weird. I know the way I phrase it is weird, but like you look at her compared to how she has been the entire film mm-hmm. and suddenly like... Right, Kelsey throughout <sighs> this entire movie... It's has, quite conservative. Yeah, but also kind of androgynous. Yes. Her, the way that they style her, mm. she wears a lot of She's got her nice top hats, yeah. bowl hat thing. Ma- like masculine, yeah. but styled to look feminine. And, you know, she's the geeky girl with the glasses and Converse and whatever they're doing with that plot line. And for some reason in this one scene, she's wearing a one-shouldered gold sparkly top, (laughs) white jeans and gold high heels. Yeah. But she's right next to Taylor and Taylor is wearing all white. Because everyone in the scene is well, wearing t- red or white. Taylor looks quite plain, Taylor's but not in a negative way. shoes, yeah, like, knee-high socks. Well, I think we know now why yeah, Taylor well. is dressed in this way, but it just, it's a weird choice it's for Kelsey, okay. who, like you say, has been quite an androgynous character to suddenly Especially be like... Especially because she's now more dressed up than Chopin is. Yeah, it's, it was, it was so weird, mm. and I was like... Is it the same Kelsey? Yeah. I don't know. Um, we're all in this together. Everyone's, yeah, they put everyone in red and white so that we're in wildcat colours. Ryan has his ninth hat of yep. the film. I, you know, I wish I wish you'd mentioned different hats. I might have kept a hat counter. That might have kept no, me entertained. No, there's nine. It's nine. It might have kept me entertained. Do you know what you also... I don't know whether you didn't notice it or you just didn't write it down. Um, Chad wears a different t-shirt in every scene and they say different things on them. And oh yeah, each, I did. He, but he made them. Oh cool. The act, like Corbin Blue made his own t-shirt so he made one that says it's got a TV on and it says I just look like him. Yeah. Warning, do not read this shirt. I majored in vacation. I come with my own background music. I'm laughing on the yeah, inside. Yeah, I saw that I came with my own background music. I thought that was pretty fun. There's one that says Vivla Basketball. And then one that says Worship Waffles, which I love. I want that one. That's hilarious. Yeah, we finally get a big energy song just as, like, it's too late to really care. And, you know, Sharpie sings how they stuck together 
What mm-hmm. film did she just watch? <laughs> Completely different. Like, she's the wrong character to sing that line, I think. Yeah, it should have been Kelsey. Yeah. I, I could, do you know, even a Taylor, I could get away with that. Because yes, they had a fragmented moment, but they all came together in the end. Mm-hmm. Sharpie singing that line doesn't work. And, you know, that's it. End of movie. Or so I thought. Because Zeke gets the girl. Mm-hmm. Thanks to baking. It's amazing what baking can do. <laughs> yeah, this after credit scene that is in here. Also never mentioned again. Really? Yeah. Okay. That is like a weird non-canonical scene. So, what is your best song? If you'd have asked me when I was a teenager, I would have said what I've been looking for. But the, the Ryan and Sharpay version. Yep. But I kind of want to see when there was me and you. Because it's... Obviously, leading up to watching this, all of the songs have been in my head all week. Yeah. But that one I've been singing sort of on repeat. So it's kind of a, cr- a, a toss-up between yeah. the two of them. Yeah. I'm saying Breaking Free is my best song. Fair enough. Because I'm basic. Mm-hmm. It was the one moment where this film came alive. Yeah. For me. Well, it's your Skip It song. The... Sharpay and Ryan version of what I've been looking for and <laughs> bop to the top because I really didn't like the opening. That's and fair I, enough. Mm-hmm. I, you know, as a result, took out on the whole song. Yeah. But I could easily put the majority of the songs in that category. Okay. I think the only songs that... Well, yeah, which ones right, are going to go so, on your playlist? Well, none of them. <sighs> Boo. However... <laughs> however, what I'll say is I could probably get on board with... Well, oh, 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 because that has been in my head mm-hmm. a few times. I was singing it earlier today and you didn't notice. No. And obviously Breaking Free. Mm-hmm. I think... Please put those on your playlist. I think the boring ballad that Gabriella does would be less boring had it been like maybe the only song of that style. Yeah. And I'd be willing to give that one a try. Mm-hmm. And we're all in this together is just kind of basic, but like... I know, the whole dance. I wouldn't admit to that. <laughs> it's it's kind of basic, but like, it's, you know, it's it's better than the rest of them. It's the high school musical song, you know? Yes. Even more so than Breaking Free. Well, I can imagine it's the one that everyone can be part of, like... But I just feel like... They had, like... Disney Channel days where they, I know. they would show, learn you the... I know. Learn you. I've lost my mind. <laughs> they would teach you the dance, you know. Yeah, it's, I, it's... I remember seeing those days and actively avoiding the Disney Channel, being like, where is Mulan? <laughs> so, yeah, I would say the majority of these are skip songs. Um, there are some that are, I think, okay. Now, I would normally ask who would you want to play, but I feel like the answer is Troy. I had left that blank. That was still blank at this point point and well it's not going to be ryan no like i it, it would or it would be troy chad like, or zeke no it, it would be troy <laughs> yeah i i don't think there's any other male character that's interesting or like just something fun to get your teeth into because mm. they're all just one note generic and a lot of them are quite like derivative mm-hmm. and just nasty caricatures like Ryan 
is the butt of a joke for a lot of things and has literally no development other than he does what Sharpay says. Mm-hmm. You know, Chad's okay. At least he comes around. Yeah. But... Interesting character development. Kind of. Like thrown in at the end. Yeah, like not enough. I would be super interested to know when we watch the second one if our answers to these questions change. And watch this space be because we have an idea and... You know, High School Musical 2 is potentially, looming. <laughs> potentially looming. Yeah. So watch this space. Fairly obviously, I would pick Sharpay. Yeah. I think that was clear from the get So you... Yeah. Okay. I have previously played Sharpay. Okay. <laughs> and I love her. <laughs> Who is she your MVP? Uh, no. Who is your MVP for this one? I think it has to be Zac Efron. It is Zac Efron. Yeah. And I really thought... And especially because of some of the things that you've said that have made me think more about the way he's presented Mm. in a time where male sports player characters were presented, I think, quite negatively for this sort of soft boy character to have come out of this. I really was expecting this film to come across more from the gaze of... Gabriella, mm-hmm. and there are times she's where she weird. feels like such an afterthought. She's such a side character in she, her own film. She is. She's a MacGuffin in her own film. Mm-hmm. Like imagine being a MacGuffin in your own life. Yeah. But she is so like non-factor a lot of the time. Like it's Troy's story, and I really wasn't expecting that. Yeah. I was expecting like her to go through roller coasters because of Troy's obnoxiousness, and I was really pleasantly surprised by this this character. But if you look, I think if you look at Gabriella's character and compare her to sort of YA female characters, she sort of fits into that archetype Mm. of, you know, the brunette love interest who sort of exists to help this main boy achieve what he wants, which is a super deep take on that, you know. I guess the thing is, like, who is this film for? It's very much got a male lead. No, but like it's got a very male lead and very male perspective on it, which is weird. Mm. I just remember a lot of the advertising being like, you have to fancy Zac Efron. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... That's what they wanted. If anything, Very Potter Musical prepared me for that. (laughs) What would Zefron say? So we we went to Instagram and we went to Twitter. Mm -hmm. I think after last week with The Lion King, I quite liked the poll. Doing a little poll, yeah. This one was far more positive. Mm-hmm. 64% of you on Instagram said, yes, you were a fan. It's 36% saying no. Yeah. That no did include your mother. So I did feel very, very sorry that uh, she'd had to endure that. That's so rude. And then Twitter. She's such a liar. She knows all of the songs. <laughs> I did have that a nice, doesn't mean she likes it. I did have a nice conversation with her over Instagram about how, like, she was saying how this is a big one for you, like, it's nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, Drew did just have 90 minutes of heaven. And, uh, I was having a great time. Not for me. Twitter. Now, we had the three options again. Yes, I'm a wildcat. It's okay, just okay. And no, Danny, break free. Which, like, considering I put the poll up and I hadn't seen the film yet, I'm quite pleased that I knew what a wildcat was. I'm very impressed. It's okay, just okay, got 18%. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Who do you think won, Drew? Yes or no? I'm going to assume no, because Twitter is a sad, jaded place. It was a draw. Oh, good. <laughs> 41% of people said yes, and yes. 41% of people said no. So very divisive. I have wildcats on my side. <laughs> very divisive on Twitter. Uh, Elena, at Miss underscore Elena, friend of the podcast, said, I mean, I had the high school musical karaoke video game. So, so I'm pretty sure I was a fan. The one that was for the Wii. Oh, my God. For PlayStation 2, actually. I did ask. Oh, my God. It was like, there were mini games that weren't it karaoke yeah. games. It I want so weird. <laughs> she goes on to say, I wanted to be Sharpay, but our personalities are way different. I asked, what's your favourite song to sing? 100% bop to the top. Mm. I'm sorry if I've ruined Bop to the Top for you, Elena. Here's my thing. I don't want to be Sharpay, right? I want to play Sharpay. Yeah, but I think that's... I'm a nice person. (laughs) Um, At All Gay Long said, once a wildcat, always a wildcat. And they've matched it with a gif, which I assume is the third high school musical because zephron is more grown up and is in a red graduation gown so i'm assuming he's the uh valid victorian you know he's giving the i assume he gives the keynote speech because of course it can't be gabriella or taylor no he's not the valid victorian it's not him and it's great it's a whole thing so yeah nice thoughts but what is my thought so my last fun fact for you is that the original script for this was written in 1999. Wow. And it was called Grease 3. Oh, no wonder there were so many Grease parallels. Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were going to be the leads, and they were the children of Danny Zuko and Sandy Awesome. Oh my God, that really makes me feel sick to my stomach. The plot was exactly the same as High School Musical, but Sharpay was Rizzo's daughter, and they wanted Christina Aguilera to play her. (laughs) All of the the guys from NSYNC were going to have supporting roles, and Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta were going to have cameos, and the project then went through a rewrite and got shelved until 2004, by which time they would have needed to pay to get the rights to it. So they just change the name and all the characters (laughs) do you know how long i've been sitting on this information for waiting to tell you this i'm so happy at your reaction right now i know you can't see what danny's doing but he's literally curled into a little ball and died in the corner of the room it's amazing i've never watched grease 2 and like (laughs) oh we're gonna watch grease 2 it's incredible but like you know, and obviously, you know, I'm a you know a year and a bit off directing Greece, and like <laughs> I'm named after Danny Zuko, and I think the thing is, even watching Greece one, you know, uh, in the summer of 2019, really just shows like it has not aged well, and directing yeah. it is the stage version is not as fun because it takes a lot of the stuff you love mm-hmm. out of the film you know like we can't even call them t-birds for instance they're the burger palace boys and like it was i loved loved working on it don't get me wrong i i got to work with some of the most talented Mm -hmm. young people there are and like their enthusiasm made me more enthusiastic and you know like it was phenomenal i wouldn't say greece is as sacred to me as it is for some people but geez that as a treatment for Greece three, <laughs> God no! Like, are you reimagining things right now? 
No, I'm I'm justified in the fact that this was just grease light, and now I know why. Less grease lightning, just grease light. You know, mm. this is baby's first grease. Yeah. I gave it one star. I know you did. I don't care. I gets one star solely for breaking free. Okay. That's it. I'm okay Otherwise, with that. this is the first zero star. I'll take it. I I really, and I'm sorry. I'm, I I tried. I, I know. Tried. I'm impressed that you sat all the way through it. I'm pleased. And I, I had I, a great time. You know, I got I, to watch I, 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 I wanted to to like it more. I just watching it at thirty years old is is maybe not the right <laughs> thing to do. No, that's probably not the right. You know, thing like, to watch it. and I, and you know what as well. I I'd rather watch the Descendants again. That's good because we're going to watch the second one at some point. And watch the Space because we have a fun idea coming up for that one. You know, the fact that I was so down on The Descendants, but I felt like that had more plot and, like, actual character development. Be our guest, be our guest. <laughs> and, you know, other songs were at least okay. Uh-huh. I just, other, th- other than Troy, I don't think there was anything really nice about this. And I'm hoping that when we do see High School Musical 2... Mm-hmm. You know, they've cottoned on to the fact that this is a world that's resonated with with people. And you've, you know, got some nice characters that you can do more with. They'll have seen that people liked Chad and people liked Taylor and they can do more of those characters. They can also see the issues they created with Sharpay and Ryan Mm -hmm. and potentially make them nicer people. Mm -hmm. I can fully get on board with the sequel will be a much better version of the formula because hey the audience responded to these characters Mm -hmm. so i think when we inevitably watch high school musical 2 it is going to be a more uh enjoyable time yeah i i only know what time is it summer time we're on vacation that's the opening which immediately immediately is a better opener than anything that's been in this one and it's like somebody promise you you know more songs than okay that. but instantly what that says to me is they've at least looked at the formula and realized where they were wrong with this mm-hmm. and they will have made improvements yeah and that bodes well for high school musical 2 and hey when you're starting the first version of a franchise like it is difficult i i mean okay Shrek 1 is a bad example because it's fantastic, but I really like Shrek 2 because I think it does a lot of what was good about Shrek 1, but bigger. Mm. Spider-Man 2 is a better film than the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and X-Men 2 is better than the first X-Men, you know? Mm. You've got to set the framework and build it up from there, and I think, okay, this is a pretty shoddy framework, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. But I think what's going to work about it is that you're going to have a good solid you know you're going to rework the foundation keep the bits that work about it and build a more stable house mm-hmm. you know um we'll see when we get to high school musical too i am sorry to the 41 percent of you on twitter <laughs> and the 64 percent i think it was on instagram who like this i think i can speak for all of us when i say we don't care that you yeah like this is it i'm i i'm sure that this you know if anything you can enjoy my misery because you're just gonna laugh and be like (laughs) yeah but you're wrong anyway danny because we love and love is unconditional Mm -hmm. which is why i'm still here a few days after watching high school musical (laughs) you know um you know i'm sorry that this was a really negative one but like you know 
I don't think it's for me. And we're going to have that sometimes. Mm. But next week, we're going back to a group of performers that I have liked in the four shows we've watched. Because we've done a very Potter trilogy. We've done the guy who didn't like musicals. And I didn't like this musical. So, mm-hmm. Starkid, we've had two poor weeks. Yeah. We've had a very disappointing version of The Lion King. Mm-hmm. And I've been sent to Hades' domain for this one. <laughs> sure. Where are we off to next well, next week? Next week, we will be on the trail to Oregon. I, again, as per the norm with their productions, have zero clue mm-hmm. what this one's going to entail. But I know there was a video game yes. called The Trail to Oregon, so I'm going to... Ass- Did you ever play it? No. Did it's a point-and-click game. I'm aware of well, it. A, I had it on Game Boy. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm going to start there with the source material and, and fill in some gaps, but I'm excited, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this episode will probably be going live. Well, this episode will be going live on the 15th of March. And we'll probably be actually spending my birthday watching that one. So yeah. at least, you know, this is my birthday week celebration. Mm-hmm. But this is not the birthday musical. So, phew. But you have righted that wrong. I am entering my 30s officially. Yeah. <laughs> having seen High School Musical. Because we're ignoring the fact I'm actually turning 31. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, man, if this is your first time listening to us, you getting the wrong impression of me mm-hmm. and go back and watch some of our like more positive episodes. There are some really lovely ones out there. I promise you I'm not a Grinch all the time. But, you know, thank you for sticking with us this far. This is one of the longest ones in a while. But hey, it's High School Musical. It's it's worth talking about. It's the event I've you've had a all great been time. waiting for. I've had a great time talking about this with you. I know you don't like it, but, you know, I... It's nice sometimes to talk about things where I know your opinion of it isn't going to change mine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, as always, you can get involved in the conversation over on Twitter and Instagram at It's A Musical Pod. We love your interaction. We love your feedback. We love your views on shows you have seen and love or shows you have seen and hate. So, as always... Get involved. Let us know your thoughts on Trail to Oregon. Are you a fan or is it one of their weaker productions? Let us know your thoughts and we will, of course, shout you out on the podcast next week. Thank you to everyone who has contributed for today's episode. You can find us, as always, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher Radio, on the Amazon Music Podcasts Library and Podbean. So make sure you subscribe and why not? It's my birthday. Leave us a review. Maybe have me wake up on Wednesday morning and unwrap a delightful five star review and make (laughs) my day. And watch this space. We have, I think, up until May programmed. We've got some really exciting episodes coming ahead. Jared, you'll be very pleased tonight. Bedknobs and broomsticks is in that lineup mm-hmm. and we've got some exciting things coming up because we are now very close to the year milestone of this show yeah 
and we've got some special things planned for celebrating that milestone and we hope you'll be part of that as well mm -hmm. but until next week find us same bat place same bat channel and have a magical musical monday after all we are all in this together Trying, so we're breaking free. You know, the world can see us in a way that's different than who we are, creating space between us till we're separate parts. <laughs> 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 <laughs>